You're listening to the Acadiana's Morning News Podcast, brought to you by LABI and always on kpal965.com. I wasn't prepared to be a caregiver to mom. I had no idea how hard it would be and what I would need to know. Things I never thought of, like how to improve her mood and ways for me to stay positive. Luckily, I found the Caregiving Resource Center from AARP. It had articles about the basics, but also information about the hurdles I was facing. Caregiving Resource Center at aarp.org caregiving. Articles, tips, and tools to help you both care for your loved one and care for yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. This is America in the Morning. It's for Till. Music and movie news on the Hollywood Minute with David Daniel. One Direction fans are counting down to next Thursday, July 23rd. It's the On Hiatus boy band's 10th anniversary, and the group is promising a new website with new content, including interactive playlists, rare songs, remixes, live recordings, even a celebration video made especially for their fans. So you're running from them. I'm helping you run away. Dirt Music is based on the acclaimed Australian novel, it's set in Western Australia, where Garrett Hedlund's character Lou tries to get as far from civilization as possible. Director Gregor Jordan, currently quarantining in New Zealand, says that's just where they filmed, on the massive state's remote northwest coast. We literally, you know, went from Perth to a place called Broome, which is about a three-hour plane ride north of Perth, and then from there we got in four-wheel drives and drove for, you know, 200 miles along a dirt road. I already felt like a ghost. Figured why not become one. In Hollywood, I'm David Daniel. Three now before the hour, police officers captured an unlikely suspect bouncing through a Florida neighborhood. Jeff McKay has details. You really have to wonder what the 911 operator thought when calls came in about a kangaroo bouncing through the neighborhood. Fort Lauderdale police responded, and sure enough, a kangaroo was on the loose going right through town. They eventually corralled the kangaroo after chasing it for several blocks and got it into the back of a squad car. Now the next issue, finding the owner. Anthony Macias, who claims to be the kangaroo's owner, was found, but he will not be getting the marsupial back. Police told Macias that Fort Lauderdale is zoned for a number of animals, but kangaroos are not one of them. I'm Jeff McKay. America in the Morning for Monday, July 20th, 2020, is produced by Tom DeLac, our senior producer, Kevin Delaney. I'm John Trout, Westwood One News. best time to talk to your family about staying in touch during a disaster. When floodwaters reach your door. When wildfires are engulfing the edge of your neighborhood. Or an earthquake is destroying buildings. When a tornado is tearing through town. Or a hurricane strikes. Or is the best time, perhaps, today? During a disaster, you may not be able to stay in touch with your family or friends as easily as you think. 
And it's not always as simple as using your cell phone. That's why now is the time to take action. Go to ready.gov slash communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Get the free KPL News app in the App Store and Google Play. News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Brobridge. Lafayette. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. Good morning. I'm Rob Kirkpatrick with this news update on your Monday morning, July 20th, 2020. 34 new COVID-19 deaths were reported yesterday for the weekend. That total up to 3,433 in our state. 1,469 people are in the hospital, up 36 from Friday of those, 177 require ventilators, up 16 from Friday. LDH is reporting 53,208 coronavirus patients are presumed recovered. A viral post from the weekend said a patient died in our region because an ICU was not available for them. It came from a Facebook page of a Lafayette doctor. We reached out to a representative from Lafayette General who confirmed their facilities still do have ICU space but have at times had to turn away transfers from other hospitals. Patricia Thompson tells KPL News in part, quote, we have beds within our system to care for our most critically ill patients. There's no doubt that the recent surge of COVID-19 in our region has placed stress on our resources. You can read more now at kpel965.com. Assistant Health Secretary Dr. Alex Biu points to a CDC investigation out of Missouri that shows the effectiveness of masks. Matt Doyle has that story. The CDC studied an incident where two COVID-positive hairstylists went to work while wearing masks at a business with a mask mandate for customers. Over the course of eight days of, hair, of cutting hair together, they interacted with 136 different individuals, including people, co-workers, as well as people whose hair they cut. Not a single one of them went on to get COVID. BU says in case there's any doubt. I cannot underemphasize the importance of wearing masks. I'm Matt Doyle. Opelousas police are investigating three weekend shootings in the city that may be connected. Chief Martin McClendon confirmed the investigations to our news partners at KATC. The chief said a third shooting may be in retaliation for the first two shootings. Information on the identities of suspects or arrests have not yet been made public. News out of Iberia Parish now. Judge Lori Landry has submitted her resignation from the 16th Judicial District Court. In a letter sent last Thursday, Landry states that her resignation would be effective on July 21st, with her last day in the office being today, July 20th. Landry was first elected in 2002. An election to fill her seat will be held next spring. The Louisiana Association of Business and Industry is celebrating the tort reform legislation signed into law by Governor John Bell Edwards. It's aimed at lowering auto insurance rates. Kevin Barnhart has the story. Commercial auto uh, industry in Louisiana is at a crisis point. There's one, maybe two insurers offering coverage for most industries. But now lobby president Stephen Waxpack believes there will be enormous benefits for commercial drivers with more competition among insurers and says the measure will lead to lower claims, lower settlements, and lower insurance rates for commercial drivers. Although not effective until January 1st. I got a call from a trucking company who said they were hearing from an out-of-state insurer heard about the bill and wants to take a fresh look at Louisiana and was asking for information on how the market works. I'm Kevin Barnhart. Republicans and Democrats in Congress are expected to discuss this week a fifth coronavirus relief bill. Senator John Kennedy says it's unclear what this round of aid may look like. 
but he doubts it will be as broad as past COVID stimulus bills. I predict if we have another bill, it'll be uh, it'll be targeted and based on the lessons we learned from the first four bills. Kennedy said he's concerned about the rate of spending on COVID economic bills and says the only way for the economy to survive is for Americans to get back to work. We don't have enough money. We can't borrow enough money to buy the American economy. We've spent so much money, we're going to run out of digits here. We're not careful. While there's still a lot up in the air as to details of the next package, Kennedy says he's confident that the one House Democrats crafted, the $3 billion HEROES Act, will not ever go to the president's desk. It uh, has a lot more to do with making America a Marxist country than it does with fighting the coronavirus. Enhanced federal unemployment benefits are set to expire at the end of the month, and Congress is still discussing how they might assist the millions of people who are still out of work. There are reports the $600 weekly checks could be slashed to 400 President Trump says he won't commit to accepting the results of the November election if he suspects fraud. On Fox News Sunday, he claimed the election will be rigged by mail-in voting. He said in general, he's not a good loser. Also in the hour-long interview, Trump says he'll veto a massive defense bill if it authorizes the renaming of military bases named after Confederate generals. Trump told host Chris Wallace he doesn't care what the military says on the issue. The president's comments come as the Pentagon issued a policy effectively banning the Confederate flag from being displayed on Defense Department property. Mostly cloudy skies across Acadiana today with widely scattered showers and a few thunderstorms out there, especially through the late morning into early parts of the afternoon. It's going to be a fairly wet work week coming up here. Rain chances are going to hover around the 50 to 60 percent range. Temperatures today in the upper 80s, lows in the mid 70s. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5. Coming up, an encore presentation of the Fox News Sunday interview with President Trump. Listen on air and online, streaming now at kpal 965 President Trump, you've agreed to answer all manner of questions. No subject off limits. Thank you. And welcome back to Fox News Sunday. Thank you very much. Let's start with the surge of the coronavirus across the country in recent months. You still talk about it as, quote, burning embers. But I want to put up a chart that shows where we are with the illness over the last four months. As you can see, we hit a peak. Here in April, 36,000 cases cases. a day. Cases. Then then it went down, and now since June, it has gone up, more than double. One day this week, 75,000 new cases, more than double. Chris, that's because we have great testing, because we have the best testing in the world. If we didn't test, you wouldn't be able to show that chart. If we tested half as much, those numbers would be down. But but this isn't burning embers, sir. This is a forest fire. But I don't say. I say flames. We'll put out the flames, and we'll put out, in some cases, just burning embers. We also have burning embers. We have embers and we do have flames. Florida became more flame-like, but it's uh, it's going to be under control. And you know, it's not just this country. It's many countries. We don't talk about it in the news. They don't talk about Mexico and Brazil and still parts of Europe, which actually got hit sooner than us. So it's a little ahead of us in that sense. But you take a look. Why don't they talk about Mexico, which is not helping us? And all I can say is, thank God I built most of the wall, because if I didn't have the wall up, we would have a much bigger problem with Mexico. But, sir, we have the seventh highest mortality rate in the world. Our mortality rate is higher than Brazil. 
It's higher than Russia. And the European Union has us on a travel ban. Yeah, I think what we'll do, well, we have them on a travel ban too, Chris. I closed them off. If you remember, I was the one that did the European Union very early. But when you talk about mortality rates, I think it's the opposite. I think we have one of the lowest mortality it's rates true, in the sir. world. We, well, we, we're going to we take have, a look. We had 900 deaths on a single day we will this, take a look. this week. Ready? I, you you well, can check it out. Could you please get me the mortality rate? Yeah. Kaylee's right here. I heard we had one of the lowest, maybe the lowest mortality I, rate anywhere in the world. You have the numbers, please? <laughs> because I heard we had the best mortality rate. Number one low mortality rate. Yeah, I hope you show this in there because it shows what fake news is all about. Okay, okay I don't ahead. think I'm fake news, but okay. I will we'll put, well, we'll put our stats you on. You said we had the worst mortality rate in the world. I and said we have you the had best. the All right, the it's a little complicated, rate. but bear with us. We went with numbers from Johns Hopkins University, which charted the mortality rate for 20 countries hit by the virus. The U.S. ranked seventh, better than the United Kingdom, but worse than Brazil and Russia. The White House went with this chart from the European CDC, which shows Italy and Spain doing worse, but countries like Brazil and South Korea doing better. Other countries doing better, like Russia, aren't included in the White House chart. California, locking down again. Florida, deadliest day of the entire pandemic. Uh, hospitals at capacity in a number of places around the country, shortages of testing, shortages of personal protective equipment for nurses and doctors. A lot of people say this is because we don't have a national plan. You talk about states. We don't have a national plan. Do you take responsibility for that? Look, I take responsibility always for everything because it's ultimately my job, too. I have to get everybody in line. Some governors have done well. Some governors have done poorly. They're supposed to have supplies. They didn't have. I supplied everybody. Now we have somewhat of a surge in certain areas and other areas we're doing great. But we have a surge in certain areas. But you don't hear people complaining about ventilators. We've got all the ventilators we can use. We're supplying them to other countries. We go out into parking lots and everything. Everybody gets a test. We find if we did half the testing, with all of that being said, I'm glad we did it. This is the right way to do it. I'm glad we did what we're doing. But we have more tests by far than any country in the world. But, sir, testing is up 37 percent. Well, that's 30, good. I understand. Cases are up. 194%. It isn't just that testing has gone up, it's that the virus has spread. The positivity rate has increased. There, many the, the of virus those is cases, worse than it was. Many of those cases are young people that would heal in a day. They have the sniffles and we put it down as a test. Many of them, don't forget, I guess it's like 99.7%. People are going to get better. And in many cases, they're going to get better very quickly. We go out and we look, and then on the news, look, if you go back to the news, all of your, even your wonderful competitors, you'll see cases are up. Well, cases are up. Many of those cases shouldn't even be cases. Cases are up because we have the best testing in the world, and we have the most I, testing. I, I, no country has ever done what we've done in terms of testing. We are the envy of the world, they call, and they say the most incredible job anybody's done is our job on testing because we're going to very shortly be up to 50 million tests. You look at other countries, they don't even do tests. They do tests if somebody walks into the hospital, they're sick, they're really sick, they test them then, or they'll test them in a doctor's office. But they don't go around and have massive areas of testing, and we do. And I'm glad we do, but it really skews the numbers. I'm going to do you a favor, because I'm sure a lot of people listening right now are going to say, Trump, he tries to play it down. He tries to I make it not play. seem I'm as not serious as it is. No, this when is very serious. 75,000 cases a day. Show me the death chart. 
Well, well I don't have the death well, chart. The death but chart but is but much I can more tell important. you, the death chart is a thousand cases a day. Excuse me. It's all too much. It shouldn't be one case. It came from China. They should have never let it escape. They should have never let it out. But it is what it is. Take a look at Europe. Take a look at the numbers in Europe. And by the way, they're having surges. Are, are 6,000 in the whole European Union. They don't test. They don't test like we test. Is it possible test. that they don't have the virus as badly no, as we do? It's possible that they don't test. That's what's possible. We find cases. And many of those cases heal automatically. We're finding, in a way, we're creating trouble. We certainly we're creating trouble for the fake news to come along and say, oh, we have more cases. Look, we did something that nobody's ever done. Not only the ventilators where we're supplying them all over the world. We did a testing program, the likes of which nobody's ever done before. The head of the CDC, Dr. Redfield, said this on Tuesday. I do think the fall and the winter of 2020 and 2021 are going to be the, probably one of the most difficult times that we've experienced in American public health. Do you agree with Dr. Redfield? I don't know, and I don't think he knows. I don't think anybody knows with this. This is a very tricky deal. Uh, everybody thought the summer, it would go away and we'd come back in the fall. Well, in the summer it came, they used to say the heat. The heat was good for it, and it really knocks it out, remember? And then it might come back in the fall. So they got that one wrong. They, they got a lot wrong. They got a lot wrong. The World Health got a tremendous amount wrong. They basically did whatever China wanted them to, uh, and we'll save now almost $500 million a year, which is nice. But the World Health got a lot wrong. But this is one of the sharpest criticisms of you. I agree. People say that you talk about the world as you'd like to see it rather than follow the science. No, I... Well, let me, let me just ask the question, sir. Why on earth would your administration be involved in a campaign at this point to discredit Dr. Fauci, who is the nation's top infectious disease expert? Because we're not. If one man from my administration doesn't like him, because he made a few mistakes. Look, Dr. Fauci said, don't wear a mask. Dr. Fauci told me not to ban China. It would be a big mistake. I did it over and above his recommendation. Dr. Fauci then said, you saved tens of thousands of lives, more than that. He said, you saved tens of thousands of lives. Dr. Fauci's made some mistakes, but I have a very good, I spoke to him yesterday at length. I have a very good relationship with Dr. Fauci. But, but sir, this week, this weekend, your White House put out a series of statements, so-called mistakes, that Dr. Fauci has, had made. One of your closest aides, one of your right-hand men, Daniel, Daniel Scavina, put out this. <laughs> Have you seen this? Well, this doctor, look, Dr. Dr. Fawcett, who shows him as a leaker and an alarmist. Well, I don't know that why, he's a leaker. Why would he he's a little that? bit of an alarmist. That's okay. A little bit he's of an alarmist. An, I'm an alarmist? A little bit of an alarmist. Let's, let me just say, Dr. Fauci at the beginning, and again, I have a great relationship with him. I spoke to him at length yesterday. Dr. Fauci at the beginning said, this will pass, don't worry about it, this will pass. He was wrong. Dr. Fauci said, don't ban China, don't ban China. I did, he then admitted that I was but right. But you made mistakes too. I guess everybody makes mistakes. I was gonna say, you said at one point. It's one person coming in from China and we have it under control, it's uh, gonna be just fine. When you have 15 people, and the 15 within a couple of days is gonna be down to close to zero, uh, that's a pretty good job we've done. I think we're gonna be very good with the coronavirus. I think that at some point, uh, that's going to sort of just disappear, I hope. I'll be right eventually. <laughs> I will I be right eventually. You know, I said, it's going to disappear. I'll say it again. But it's that, going to disappear. And I'll you? be right. I don't think so. Right. I don't think so. You know why it doesn't disappear? Because I've been right probably more than anybody else. Then there are masks. From the first day that the CDC said that people should wear masks on April 3rd, you said you weren't going to. You wore a mask for the first time in public at Walter Reed this weekend. Question, the CDC says if everybody wore a mask, 
for four to six weeks, we could get this under control. Do you regret not wearing a mask in public from the start? And would you consider, will you consider a national mandate that people need to wear masks? No, I want people to have a certain freedom. And I don't believe in that, no. And I don't agree with the statement that if everybody wear a mask, everything disappears. Hey, Dr. Fauci said, don't wear a mask. Our Surgeon General, terrific guy, said, don't wear a mask. Everybody was saying, don't wear a mask. Well, all of a sudden, everybody's got to wear a mask. And as you know, masks cause problems too. With that being said, I'm a believer in masks. I think masks are good. But uh, I leave it up to the governors. Many of the governors are changing. They're more mask into, they like the concept of masks, but some of them don't agree. I do say this. Schools have to open. Young people have to go to school. And there's problems when you don't go to school, too. And there's going to be a funding problem because we're not going to fund when they don't open their schools. We're not going to fund them. We're not going to give them money if they're not going to school, if they don't open. Two points schools. on that. First of all, what the federal government gives is only is 8 percent, 10 percent. And you know what? Uh, that's a lot of money. And you're going to take them. You know where the money goes? It goes overwhelmingly to disadvantaged kids and children with disabilities. Let the schools. Why wouldn't you put, send more money so the schools Chris, would be safer? Let the schools open. Did you ever see the statistics on young people below the age of 18? The state of New Jersey had thousands of deaths. Of all of these thousands, one person below the age of 18 in the entire state. One person. And that was a person that had, I believe he said diabetes. One person below the age of 18 died in the state of New Jersey during all of this. You know, they had a hard time. And they're doing very well now. So that's it. The stimulus bill is running out the end of this month. Yeah. Uh, the Republicans say they want liability limits, which the Democrats don't like. You say that you want a payroll tax cut, which even some Republicans are cool to. Well, a lot of Republicans like it. Though. Will you only sign a bill that has those two provisions? Well, we're going to see, but we do need protections because businesses are going to get sued just because somebody walked in. You don't know where this virus comes from. They'll sit down at a restaurant. They'll sue the restaurant. The guy's out of business. Right. So we do need some kind of a, a, you know, immunity. You do need it, just like you need immunity for the police, okay, whether they like it or not. You need immunity for the police. But they do need a form of immunity. You don't know if they caught it, and nobody's ever going to be able to prove it one way or the other. You can't put these, you know, the people out. Look, the Democrats don't want to do that because they're total, they're totally captured by the lobby of lawyers. The lawyers' lobby is probably right. the most powerful in the country. What about the payroll tax cut? Uh, I want to see it. I want to see. And if it, it is in the bill, uh, I'll have to see. But yeah, I would consider not signing it if we don't have a payroll tax cut. Yes. Um. Let's go. All right. Get, well, me, you, get me the charter, please. All right. Because you've got to start studying for these. He things. says defund the police. He says defund the police. They talk about abolishing the police. They talk about illegal I, I, aliens I look, I look pouring. Forward, I look forward to seeing that. Meanwhile, the George Floyd murder has reignited the issue of racism in policing in this country. I want to give you a couple of statistics. Nationwide, blacks are twice as likely, fewer in absolute numbers, but in terms of per capita, blacks are twice as likely to be shot and killed by police as whites are. In Minneapolis, over the last five years, police use force against blacks at a rate seven times that against whites. Can you understand why blacks would be angry at that? Of course I do, I, of course I do. Many whites are killed also, you I have understand. to say that. I mean, many, many whites are killed. I hate the sound, but this is going on for decades. This is going on for a long time, long before I got here. You know, if you look at what's gone on in Portland, those are anarchists, and we've taken a very tough stand. If we didn't take a stand in Portland, you know, we've arrested many of these leaders. 
If we didn't take that stand right now, you would have a problem like you, you they were going to lose Portland. So let's see okay, what this says see. here. Prosecution, sanctuary cities, incentivize illegal alien, expand asylum, abolish immigration detention. No, I, that's not. Well, no, I, I, we'll find it. Okay. This thing is many pages long. End prosecution of illegal border crosses. Support deathly, and these are the worst things. Sir, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing with you on any of those. I'm disagreeing about defund police. Incent the White House never sent us evidence the Bernie Biden platform calls for defunding or abolishing police because there is none. It calls for increased funding for police departments that meet certain standards. Biden has called for redirecting some police funding for related programs like mental health counseling. This week, you said that Black Lives Matter and the Confederate flag are both matters, issues of freedom of speech. But in the case of the Confederate flag, there are a lot of people who say these were traitors who split from this country, fought this country in large part, to preserve slavery. Is the Confederate flag offensive? It depends on who you're talking about, when you're talking about. When people proudly had their Confederate flags, they're not talking about racism. They love their flag. It represents the South. They like the South. People right now like the South. I say it's freedom of, of many things, but it's freedom of speech. So you're not offended by it? Well, I'm not offended either by Black Lives Matter. That's freedom of speech. Let me, and, let me, and you know, the whole thing with cancel culture, we can't cancel our whole history. We can't forget that the North and the South fought. We have to remember that. Otherwise, we'll end up fighting again. You can't You can't just cancel all but, of But let me ask you this when it gets to be more than just cancel. Well, maybe this is cancel culture. The National Defense Authorization Act, the NDAA, you have threatened to veto it because in the bill, and this is supported by Republicans as well as Democrats, it would rename army bases named for Confederate generals. Now, this is a bill that funds military operations. It gives the soldiers a pay raise. Yeah. You're going to veto no, that? because they'll get their pay raise. Hey, look, don't tell me this. I got soldiers, the biggest pay raises in the history of our, Understood. Of our military. I got soldiers, brand new equipment, brand new jets, brand new rockets, brand new 2.5 trillion. I did more for the military than any president that's ever had this you're office. Veto this because thing? I think that Fort Bragg, Fort Robert and Lee, all of these forts that have been named that way for a long time, decades and decades. But the military and says they're for this. Excuse me. I don't care what the military says. I do. I'm, I'm supposed to make the decision. Fort Bragg is a big deal. We won two world wars. Nobody even knows General Bragg. We won two world wars. Go to that community where Fort Bragg is in a great state. I love that state. Go to go to the community. Say, how do you like the idea of renaming Fort Bragg? And then what are we going to name it? You're going to name it after the Reverend Al Sharpton? What are you going to name it, Chris? Tell me what you're going to name it. So there's a whole thing here. We won two world wars. Two world wars, beautiful world wars that were vicious and horrible. And we won them out of Fort Bragg. We won them out of all of these forts that now they want to throw those names away. And no, I'm against that. And you know what? Most other people are. And I even, I don't believe in polls because I see the fakest polls I've ever seen. But that poll is a 64% thing, which actually surprised me. We won world wars out of these out of these military bases. No, I'm not going to go changing them. I'm not going to so go you'll changing veto. them. I might. Yeah, I might. At Mount Rushmore on July 3rd, you said 
that we face a far left fascism in this country. And then you said this. Our children are taught in school to hate their own country and to believe that the men and women who built it were not heroes, but that were villains. You said our children are taught in school to hate our country. Where do you see that? I just look at I look at school. I watch. I read. Look at the stuff. Now they want to change. If 1492, Columbus discovered America. You know, we grew up. You grew up. We all did. That's what we learned. Now they want to make it the 1619 Project. Where did that come from? What does it represent? I don't even know. It's so slavery. That's what they're saying, but. They don't even know. They just want to make a change. Cancel culture. I hate the term, actually, but I use but, but it. But are they teaching Cancel culture. hate oh, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Look at the professors. Look at what's going on in the colleges. If a conservative goes on a college. And look, we have as many as them. Excuse me. I think, to the best of my knowledge, we're sitting at the White House. And the Oval Office is right behind me. We have as many as them. But Who, who's them? The liberal, radical left. And I'm not talking all I think liberal. I, I could tell you I like a lot of liberal people. I like a lot of liberal governors and senators. But but Chris, we have a radical left destructive ideology and it's being taught in our schools. And don't act like you're surprised to hear this. There are books written about it. And we can't let that go on. We can't let them change the true meaning of what we're all about. And that's what they're trying to do. And I don't want it to happen. Not on my watch. It's not going to happen on my person. It's the bottom of the hour. Now the top stories from KPL965.com. The National Hurricane Center is watching an area of disturbed weather near the Dominican Republic that's expected to move rapidly towards the northwest and into the Gulf of Mexico by later this week. Forecasters are not giving the system much of a chance to develop, but it could mean we have a wetter than normal week this week. The probability for strengthening is only 20% over the next five days, but conditions for further development do improve on Wednesday and Thursday once the system is in the Gulf. Your full forecast from KATC's Daniel Phillips is coming up. White House guidelines call for gyms to be closed down in high coronavirus transmission states, such as our state, Louisiana. Brooke Thorrington has more on how to transition your workout to the home if gyms do close again. Dr. Melinda Southern, clinical exercise physiologist at LSU Health Sciences Center, says there are plenty of exercises you can do at home. Standing squats into a chair and then stand up, we call that hot seat. You can do planks or side planks, um, and of course, core exercises. She also says be leery of just any online video. It could do more damage than good. Sites from certified instructors can offer even more guidance exercise circuit at home for tracking your fitness and safe exercises and they have videos and they have everything you need. I'm Brooke Thorrington. The Louisiana Association of Business and Industry celebrating the tort reform legislation signed into law by the governor that aims to lower auto insurance rates. Lobby President Stephen Wagesback says the measure will lead to lower claims, lower settlements, and lower insurance rates for commercial drivers. For too long in Louisiana, drivers have had to pay unfair high rates. In fact, the second highest in the country because of a flawed legal system. Everyone's known the problem forever, and now we finally put a solution in place. Wagesback believes there will be enormous benefits for commercial drivers with more competition among insurers. As we reach out to insurers and let them know that Louisiana is now open for business, I think you're going to see insurers across the state take a fresh, good look at Louisiana. That's going to be in the trucking industry, the box truck industry, and then everywhere in between.
Wagaspec says the history of high auto rates has been devastating for Louisiana business. It's absolutely putting people out of business. It's making a, a decision between bankruptcy or unaffordable insurance rates. This bill will change that. Every year, the folks at SafeWise come out with a yearly list of the safest cities in Louisiana. According to information provided on their website, overall crime rates in Louisiana are higher. The top five safest cities in Louisiana are Addis, Harahan, Tallulah, Youngsville, and Mandeville. The violent crime rate of 5.4 instances per 1,000 people in our state is almost two points higher than the national rate of 3.7. Property crime is a full 10 points above the national rate, with Louisiana reporting 32.8 incidents per 1,000 people, compared to 22 nationwide. A well-known restaurant in Lafayette has new owners and a brand new name. Bizbanos near the UL Lafayette campus is now Pizzaville, USA. The Karen Crow-based restaurant is expanding to the location in time for UL students to return for the fall semester. Renovation plans include updating the upstairs dining room and the downstairs cellar and patio. Drew Brees joined dozens of other NFL players to press the league to announce health and safety plans for training camp, which is due to start next week. You may have seen the hashtag, we just want to play. The players say they have not been given information about how the league plans to stop the spread of COVID-19 among players and staff. They also want to know what will happen when someone does test positive. Rookies for at least two teams are reporting to training camp today. And finally, presidential candidate Kanye West. He held his first campaign event in South Carolina last night. The event was held at the Equus Event Center in North Charleston. A message on the rapper's Twitter account gives South Carolina residents locations where voters can sign up to put Kanye West on the ballot. It also urges fans to sign up at his website, Kanye2020.country. We should say Kanye West is not qualified to run in the November election in any state. You're all up to date. I'm Rob Kirkpatrick. High today, 89 degrees. Daniel, it's going to be another hot one. Mostly cloudy skies across Acadiana today with widely scattered showers and a few thunderstorms out there, especially through the late morning into early parts of the afternoon. It's going to be a fairly wet work week coming up here. Rain chances are going to hover around the 50 to 60 percent range. Temperatures today in the upper 80s, lows in the mid 70s. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5. Coming up, an encore presentation of the Fox News Sunday interview with President Trump. Listen on air and online, streaming now at kpal965.com. Mr. President, you'll be happy to know that Fox News has a new poll out today, and you're going to be the very first person to hear about it. In the national horse race, Joe Biden leads you by eight points, 49% to 41. That's, I think, three, four points slimmer than it was a month ago. And on the issues, people trust Biden more to handle the coronavirus by 17 points, on race relations by 21 points, and even on the economy, they trust Biden more by one point. I understand we still have more than 100 days to this election, but at this point, you're losing. First of all, I'm not losing because those are fake polls. They were fake in 2016, and now they're even more fake. The polls were much worse in 2016. They interviewed 22% Republican. Well, how do you do 22% Republican? You see what's going on. Uh, I have other polls that put me leading. And we have polls where I'm leading. I have a poll where we're leading in every swing state. And I don't believe that you're 
I, first of all, the Fox polls, whoever does your Fox polls, they're among the worst. They got it all wrong in 2016. They've been wrong on every poll I've ever seen. I, I, I must tell you. No, I'm just telling you. And, and let, me, let me ask you this. So on the economy. So I've always led on the economy by a lot. I know, which is why I was Biden surprised by this Biden can't put number. two sentences together. They wheel him out. He goes up. He repeats. He, they ask him questions. He reads a teleprompter. And then he goes back into his basement. You tell me the American people want to have that in an age where we're in trouble with other nations that are looking to do numbers on us. So let me ask you a direct question. No, I'm going to ask you a direct question about Joe Biden. Is Joe Biden senile? I don't want to say that. I say he's not competent to be president. To be president, you have to be sharp and tough and so many other things. He doesn't even come out of his basement. They think, oh, this is a great campaign. So he goes in. I'll then make a speech. It'll be a great speech. And some young guys start writing. Vice President Biden said this, 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 this. He didn't say it. Joe doesn't know he's alive, okay? He doesn't know he's alive. Do the American people want that? Number one. Number two, I built the greatest economy ever built anywhere in the world. Not only in this country, anywhere in the world. Until we got hit with the China virus. We got hit with a virus. Shouldn't have happened. And we had to close up. We saved millions of lives. Now we've opened it up. Got to go back to school. We're open. We've got to do things. We had the best job numbers we've ever had last month. We should have good ones coming up in two weeks. Look, I built the greatest economy in history. I'm now doing it again. You see the numbers. The numbers are through the roof. The Democrats are purposely keeping their schools closed, keeping their states closed. I called Michigan. I want to have a big rally in Michigan. Do you know we're not allowed to have a rally in Michigan? Do you know we're not allowed to have a rally in Minnesota? Do you know we're not allowed to have a rally in uh, Nevada? We're not allowed to have rallies well, in these Democrat-run states. Well, some people would say that that's a health risk. Some sir. people would say would, fine. But I, mean, we, but I guarantee we you, some issues after Tulsa. if everything was gone 100%, they still wouldn't allow it. They're not allowing me to do it. So they're not they're, they're not allowing me to have rallies. But i got to tell you, if way. I may, sir, respectfully, in the Fox poll, they asked people, who is more competent? Who's got, whose mind is sounder? Biden beats you in that. Well, I tell you what, uh, let's take a test. Let's take a test right now. Let's go down. Joe and I will take a test. Let him take the same test that I took. Incidentally, I took the test, too, when I heard that you passed it. Yeah, how did it's you do it? Well, it's not the hardest test. No, but the it last... It has a picture, and it says the last, and it's an elephant. No, no, no. You see, that's all misrepresentation. Well, that's what it was on the web. It's all misrepresentation. Because, yes, the first few questions are easy, but I'll bet you couldn't even answer the last five questions. I'll bet you couldn't. They get very hard, the last five well, questions. Well, one of them was count back from 100 by 7. And let me tell you. You couldn't answer. You couldn't answer. All right. What's the question? Many of the questions. I'd get you the test. I'd like to give it. But right. I guarantee you that Joe Biden could not answer those questions. OK. okay? Uh, you and I answered about, all 35 questions correctly. You, you talk about how you're winning. Campaign's going well. Why did you replace Brad Parscale? Isn't that because he's a great uh, digital guy. Uh, we all like him a lot. But I have somebody that I that was involved. You know, they're all they were all in the 2016 campaign. Right. And we have Corey and we have all the people. And actually, Steve Bannon's been much better not being involved. He says the greatest president ever. I mean, he's saying things that I said, let's keep Steve out there. He's doing a good job. But they're all being they're all involved. If Joe Biden got in, first of all, he won't call the shots. The people, the radical left people that surround him will call. Religion will be gone. OK. Life, you could forget about that, the whole question of life. Supreme you, when you Court, say life, you mean abortion. Absolutely. 
100%. That whole question, which is a very, you know, it's always been a 50-50 thing. It's actually trending a little bit more toward one when side. When you say religion is going to be gone, what does that mean? Look at what they're doing to the churches. They won't let the churches even open if they want to stand in a field six feet apart. We've had churches that wanted to stand in fields six feet apart. There has never been an administration that's done so much as I have, from tax cuts to regulation cuts to rebuilding the military to getting choice for the vets. Nobody's done the things I've done. Nobody. In three and a half years, no other president's been able to do what I've done. You're running in large part on the economy. You built it once. Now we have the coronavirus. You're going to build it again. And in fact, you had great jobs numbers in May. You had solid jobs numbers in June. But I want you to look at some projections. The nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office says the unemployment rate at the end of the year will be 10.5%. J.P. Morgan says in the fourth quarter, GDP will contract by 6.2%. With states now rolling back some of the reopening and, and 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 well there are a lot of what Republican purpose? there are a lot of Republican states that there are doing is it, like no Texas. Reason, uh, but here's here, they'll be open say, very soon. Let me just ask my question. There's no reason for Isn't California to do to be doing what they're doing. All right. But Except for November third. With the states shutting back the reopening in a lot of cases, new lockdowns, won't the economy still be a problem for you on election? I don't think so. I think the economy is expanding and growing beautifully. Now, the Democrats want to keep it closed as long as possible because they think that's good for election. But I think the economy is doing very well. Now we're coming back, and we're coming back at a level that nobody would have thought possible. And we, and by the way, take a look at another, I mean, a gauge, whether you like it or not, the stock market. The stock market, NASDAQ, hit its all-time high two weeks ago, and it's beaten it 14 different times, okay? Uh, the stock market, Dow, etc., is a thousand points away from its all-time high, meaning very close. We're going to have a stock market, perhaps, on November 3rd, that's the highest in history. I want to talk to you about Obamacare. Since the pandemic hit, millions of people have lost their jobs and thereby lost their health insurance, and almost a half a million have signed up for Obamacare. Your administration just announced that you're signing on to a lawsuit to overturn Obamacare. And replace it. Why does it make sense to overturn Obamacare, with which people now are relying on? Democrats are going to say, the man who's wanted to kill Obamacare is going to take away the protection for pre-existing conditions. First of all, we got rid of the individual mandate. Pre-existing conditions will always be taken care of by me and Republicans, 100%. But you've been in office three and a half years. You don't have a plan. We haven't had... Uh, excuse me, you heard me yesterday. We're signing a health care plan within two weeks, a full and complete health care plan that the Supreme Court decision on DACA gave me the right to do. So we're going to solve, we're going to sign an immigration plan, a health care plan, and various other plans. And nobody will have done what I'm doing in the next four weeks. The Supreme Court gave the president of the United States powers that nobody thought the president had by approving, by doing what they did, their decision on DACA. And DACA is going to be taken care of also. But we're getting rid of it because we're going to replace it with something much better. But we got rid of already, which was most of Obamacare, the individual mandate. And that I've already won on. And we won also on the Supreme Court. But the decision by the Supreme Court on DACA allows me to do things on immigration, on health care, on other things that we've never done before. And you're going to find it to be a very exciting two weeks.
Your niece, Mary Trump, has written a book about you and your family. And one of her main points is that she says your dad, Fred Trump Sr., damaged the whole family. And here's what she says about what you learned from your father. He learned to become the killer, you mentioned. Um, the man who needs to succeed at all costs, who will do anything um, to get attention, financial rewards, and to win. Do you see any truth in that? My father liked to win. My father was a very good man. He was a strong man. It's disgraceful that she said that. She was not exactly a family favorite. We didn't have a lot of respect or like for her. I would have never said that, except she writes a book that's so stupid and so vicious, and it's a lie. My father was a great, wonderful man. Let me just ask you this but question. This is not a person that I spent very much time with, very little time, and now I'm glad. You've developed a pretty thick skin over the years, from decades of attacks in New York tabloids, now from the press here yeah. and your political opponents here in Washington. But even for Donald Trump, does it hurt you at all to be attacked in such personal terms yeah. by a member of your own family? Uh, it hurts me more about attacking my father, uh, not being kind to my mother. I have a mother who was like a saint. She was incredible. She was an incredible woman. And she was nasty even to my mother. She's a very scarred person. She was not much of a family person. But look, let me just say, my father was, I think he was the most solid person I've ever met. And he was a very good person. He was a very, very good person. He was strong, but he was good. For her to say the kind of things, a psychopath, that he was a psychopath, anybody that knew Fred Trump would call him a psychopath. And you know what? If he was, I would tell you. And I would say, you know, Chris, I was with my father and it was impossible. My father was, he was tough. He was tough on me. He was tough on all of the kids, but tough in a, in a solid sense, in a really good sense for her to say i think the word she used was psychopath what a disgrace she ought to be ashamed of herself that book is a lie some people were surprised when you agreed to this interview to sit down with me what are you gonna ask especially because of some of the mean tweets that you've said about me mike wallace wanted be nasty and obnoxious i will tell you after that one my son peter who you've met called and he said nasty no obnoxious maybe <laughs> <laughs> but here's the question one of your beefs seems to be that I put Democrats on the show and I ask them questions. And, and I guess the question I have is, don't you understand it's my job to put Democrats on as well as Republicans and to ask them probing questions just like I ask Republicans? I'm not a big fan of Fox, I'll be honest with you. They've changed a lot since Roger Ailes. And I watch people like Swalwell, who I don't even know. He goes on the show. He got less than 1%. All of a sudden, he's on being interviewed for endless... Yeah, but I, I interviewed I Nancy... Know. Wait, I, I interviewed Nancy... Nancy I, answer, I uh, interviewed... You sent one tweet after I interviewed Nancy Pelosi. And in the interview, I asked her specifically about the fact in February you were in Chinatown pitching tourism while the virus was spreading. If the president underplayed the threat in the early days, Speaker Pelosi, didn't you as well... Isn't that legitimate to talk I would to the just Speaker say of the House? Look, I know you very well. I respect you a lot. I respect your father a lot. I thought he was one of the most talented journalists there are. And you likewise are a very talented person. I do think this. I think you are very, uh, uh, I think you are toward the Democrat side, which is okay. I mean, it, it's okay. It's not true. Watch the James Comey interview I did in December. 17 
significant errors in the FISA process, and you say that it was handled in a thoughtful and appropriate way. Yeah, he's right, I was wrong. But you make it sound like you're a, a bystander, an eyewitness. You were the director of the FBI while a lot of this was going on, sir. Sure. I'm responsible for that. That's why I'm telling you, I was wrong. I was overconfident as director in our procedures. You couldn't do as tough an interview with Comey. Okay. I, I'm, I, I'd like to think I treat everybody the same. It just seems to me that you are very prone to be nice to the Democrats, and maybe I'm wrong about that, Chris, but it's an honor to it, be with you. It's fine. I love it. I love it that it's close to 100 degrees. <laughs> your choice again. Yeah, I know. That's okay. <laughs> I'm not saying you're going to lose. I am not saying that. We saw how you turned it around last time. I don't think I'm going to lose at all. But if you did, how crushing would it be? First of all, let me just tell you something. I know everyone wants to know that because they'd love to see me lose finally. I, I'm not, I have not said that at all. Do you know how many times I've been written off? Do you know how many times I've been I, written off? I, I've done some of it myself, My sir. Whole I'm not life. doing it this time. Don't, don't do it because... But how crushing would it be? And you know why I won't lose? Because the country, in the end, they're not going to have a man who who's shot. He's shot. He's mentally shot. Let him come out of his basement, go around. I'll make four or five speeches a day. I'll be interviewed by you. I'll be interviewed by the worst killers that hate my, my guts. They hate my guts. There's nothing they can ask me that I won't give them a proper answer to. Some people will like it. Some people won't like I it. I agree with that. But look... You let, answer the let questions. Let Biden sit through an interview like this. He'll be on the ground crying for mommy. He'll say, mommy, mommy, please take me home. Well, we've asked him for an interview, sir. He can't do an interview. He's incompetent. There's a number you don't mention. It's called the enthusiasm number. The enthusiasm for Trump is through the roof. I, even higher, I have mentioned it. Even higher than last time. The enthusiasm for Biden is non-existent. Everyone knows he's But shot. the enthusiasm against you well, is Well, that's okay. High. That's his only shot. I right. mean, that's his only shot. I agree. And those people know I'm doing a good job. But there's something in my personality that they don't like. Because, look, nobody's done what I've done. Biden wants to come in and ruin our country. Triple your taxes. He wants to do things. He wants to add regulations that I've all cut. And we still have regulation, a lot of regulation. But I've cut it down to a level that nobody's, nobody ever thought possible. He will destroy this country. But it won't be him. It will be the radical left. The same type ideology that took over Venezuela, one of the richest countries in the world, they now have no water, they have no food, and they have no medicine. Two, That's going to happen two here final, two final if he wins. In general, not talking about November, are you a good loser? I'm not a good loser. I don't like to lose. I don't lose too often. I don't like to lose. But are you gracious? You don't know until you see. It depends. I think mail-in voting is, is going to rig the election. I really do. Uh, are you suggesting that you might not accept the results of the election? I have to see. Look. Hillary Clinton asked me the same thing. No, I asked you the same no, no, thing in the debate. There is a tradition in this country, in fact, one of the prides of this country, is the peaceful transition of power, and that no matter how hard fought a campaign is, that at the end of the campaign, that the loser concedes to the winner, not saying that you're necessarily going to be the loser or the winner, but that the loser concedes to the winner, and that the country comes together in part for the good of the country. Are you saying you're not prepared now to commit to that principle? What I'm saying is that I will tell you at the time. I'll keep you in suspense. Well, okay? Chris. And you know what? She's the one that never accepted I agree. It. She never accepted her loss, and but she it, looks like can a you give a, Can you give a direct answer? You will accept the election? I have to see. Look, you, I have to see. No, I'm not going to just say yes. I'm not going to say no. And I didn't last time either. Whether it's in 2021 or 2025, how will you regard your years as president of the United States? I think I was very unfairly treated. Uh, from before I even won, I was under investigation by a bunch of thieves, crooks. It was an illegal investigation. But what about the, Russia, good, what Russia, about the good part, sir? No, no, I want to go this. I have done more than any president in history in the first three and a half years, and I've done it suffering through investigations where people have been, General Flynn, where people have been so unfairly treated, 
The Russia hoax, it was all a hoax. The Mueller scam, it was all a scam. It was all false. I made a bad decision on one bad decision, Jeff Sessions. And now I feel good because he lost overwhelmingly in the great state of Alabama. Here's the bottom line. I've been very unfairly treated. And I don't say that as paranoid. I've been very, everybody says it. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. But with tremendous evidence right now as to how unfairly treated I was. President Obama and Biden spied on my campaign. It's never happened in history. If it were the other way around, the people would be in jail for 50 years right now. That would be Comey, that would be Brennan, that would be all of this, the two lovers, Strzok and Page. They would be in jail now for many, many years. They would be in jail, it would have started two years ago and they'd be there for 50 years. The fact is, they illegally spied on my campaign. Let's see what happens. Despite that, I did more than any president in history in the first three and a half years. Mr. President, thank you. Thanks thank for you. talking with us. Thank you. Thank you very much. The Rush Morning Update is brought to you by Luxury Limo of Lafayette. Book your next traveling party at LuxuryLimoOfLafayette.net. Portland, Oregon has been the scene of violent protests for almost two straight months. This week, an anti-capitalist group calling themselves the Pacific Northwest Youth Liberation Front set up a so-called autonomous zone like the leftist crazies in Seattle did a few weeks ago. And nobody with any sense wants to risk their lives to go downtown. Businesses in Portland have suffered over $23 million in damages and counting. These vicious, violent, hate-filled, anti-American protesters are also attacking federal buildings. Now, to protect this federal property, the Department of Homeland Security deployed federal agents to Portland. That has caused the mayor of Portland, Ted Wheeler, to go ballistic. Mayor Wheeler is blaming the federal agents for bringing violence to Portland streets. Well, all they've done is defend themselves when attacked by these worthless shreds of human debris anarchists. Mayor Wheeler is demanding that federal agents either stay inside their federal buildings or get the hell out of town. Now, this nutjob mayor also ordered the federal agents to clean the graffiti off of these buildings, graffiti that was put there by the violent anti-American, anti-capitalist rioters that Wheeler has allowed to control his city. Mayor Wheeler in Portland, like Mayor de Blasio in New York, is an abject idiot. It is amazing there are any businesses at all left in either city. And for how long will there be? CBD getting a lot of attention these days. Level Select CBD is a brand to watch from Cadenwood, the trusted leader in CBD. Their sports creams and roll-ons are great for pro athletes, amateurs, anybody trying to keep active. No matter what activity you engage in, you could use the relief Level Select CBD provides. Retired athletes like Steve Garvey and Carson Palmer use it every day. And now, PGA Tour champion Ricky Fowler has made Level Select CBD his brand of choice, too. They use it because it works, folks. Independently tested, 0% THC made in the USA. Go to levelselectcbd.com, use the promo code CBD25 for 25% off any of their full line of CBD products. That's levelselectcbd.com, promo code CBD25, or dial pound 250 on your cell phone, say Level Select, and this offer will be sent right to your phone. You will have the option to receive a one-time auto-dial text message from Level Select. We're working for you around the clock to keep you informed. We are KDMS home for news and talk. KPEL-FM Brokerage, Lafayette. 
The son of a federal judge is shot dead in New Jersey. I'm Chris Foster, Fox News. It happened at Judge Esther Salas' home in North Brunswick. A man dressed as a FedEx driver, killing the 20-year-old son, critically wounding the judge's husband. She's not hurt. The Salas' neighbor, Marion Costanza, tells reporters... We love them very, very much. That's all I can say. We love them very, very much. And we'd do anything for them. And I think they would do anything for anyone. The FBI and local police are investigating. It's not known if Judge Salas was the target of the attack. She has gotten threats before. Her husband, Mark, is a defense attorney. Another 62,000 coronavirus cases are confirmed in the U.S. with new daily highs reported in Kentucky, Louisiana, Oregon, and South Carolina. President Trump says again, It'll all go away eventually. On Fox News Sunday, the president acknowledged rising COVID numbers, but said testing is the reason we see that. We have the best testing in the world. If we didn't test, you wouldn't be able to show that chart. If we tested half as much, those numbers would be down. Also in this election year, the president says presumptive Democratic nominee Joe Biden isn't competent. They ask him questions, he reads a teleprompter, and then he goes back into his basement. You tell me the American people want to have that. The president also doubled down on opening schools, threatening to pull funding from jurisdictions that don't open. Gernal Scott, Fox News. Starting today, all Walmart shoppers have to wear masks, no matter what the local regulations say. The retail giant joins a growing list of store chains demanding masks on customers like CVS and Walgreens, which both begin mask policies today as well. Walmart says it's all being done in accordance with CDC guidelines as more states see surges in the number of coronavirus cases. The rule also applies to Walmart-owned Sam's Club warehouse stores. Fox's Evan Brown. A takeover in the energy business, Chevron, buying Noble and a $5 billion all-stock deal. America's listening to Fox News. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently, and other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie-cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie-cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No, Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. A nationwide walkout is planned today as part of ongoing protests over racial injustice. Tens of thousands are expected to take part in the strike for black lives today in cities across the U.S. Workers from fast food restaurants, airports, nursing homes, and rideshare companies are expected to take part. Those who can't strike for a full day will walk out for about eight minutes. The amount of time a white Minneapolis police officer held his knee on George Floyd's neck in remembrance of the black men and women who have died in police custody. Marches are also planned. Organizers say they want corporations and government to declare that black lives matter in addition to higher wages and to be allowed to unionize in order to negotiate for better benefits. In New York, Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. The Democratic Party of Georgia today is expected to announce a primary candidate for John Lewis's House seat. He died Friday. 131 applications will be narrowed down with a candidate then chosen by executive committee. 
Georgia's Republican Governor Brian Kemp has not announced a date for a special election to fill the seat. The manhunt continues for whoever killed three friends on a fishing trip in Florida Friday night. They were found beaten and shot. The father of one of the victims says his son called and said help just before he was killed. Polk County Sheriff Grady Judd says at that fishing spot. We do know that according to information we've developed, that the kids hang out and drink and party and use dope. So we don't know if they met their nefarious uh, uh, people who killed them as a result of just driving to yeah. the fishing place and bumping into people who didn't like the fact that they were there. He was on Fox and Friends. The actress Amber Heard testifies at his libel trial in London that her ex-husband Johnny Depp threatened to kill her several times. He's suing the Sun newspaper, a corporate cousin of Fox News, for reporting he's a wife beater. Depp testifies Heard is the one who's physically abusive. I'm Chris Foster, Fox News. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. Good morning. I'm Rob Kirkpatrick with this news update on your Monday morning, July 20th, 2020. 34 new COVID-19 deaths were reported yesterday for the weekend. That total up to 3,433 in our state. 1,469 people are in the hospital, up 36 from Friday. Of those, 177 require ventilators, up 16 from Friday. LDH is reporting 53,208 coronavirus patients are presumed recovered. A viral post from the weekend said a patient died in our region because an ICU was not available for them. It came from a Facebook page of a Lafayette doctor. We reached out to a representative from Lafayette General who confirmed their facilities still do have ICU space, but have at times had to turn away transfers from other hospitals. Patricia Thompson tells KPL News in part, quote, We have beds within our system to care for our most critically ill patients. There's no doubt that the recent surge of COVID-19 in our region has placed stress on our resources. You can read more now at kpel965.com. Assistant Health Secretary Dr. Alex Biu points to a CDC investigation out of Missouri that shows the effectiveness of masks. Matt Doyle has that story. The CDC studied an incident where two COVID-positive hairstylists went to work while wearing masks at a business with a mask mandate for customers. Over the course of eight days of, hair, of cutting hair together, they interacted with 136 different individuals, including people, co-workers, as well as people whose hair they're cut. Not a single one of them went on to get COVID. BU says in case there's any doubt, I cannot underemphasize the importance of wearing masks. I'm Matt Doyle. Opelousas police are investigating three weekend shootings in the city that may be connected. Chief Martin McClendon confirmed the investigations to our news partners at KATC. The chief said a third shooting may be in retaliation for the first two shootings. Information on the identities of suspects or arrests have not yet been made public. News out of Iberia Parish now. Judge Lori Landry has submitted her resignation from the 16th Judicial District Court. In a letter sent last Thursday, Landry states that her resignation would be effective on July 21st, with her last day in the office being today, July 20th. Landry was first elected in 2002. An election to fill her seat will be held next spring. The Louisiana Association of Business and Industry is celebrating the tort reform legislation signed into law by Governor John Bell Edwards. 
It's aimed at lowering auto insurance rates. Kevin Barnhart has the story. Commercial auto uh, industry in Louisiana is at a crisis point. There's one, maybe two insurers offering coverage for most industries. But now lobby president Stephen Waxback believes there will be enormous benefits for commercial drivers with more competition among insurers and says the measure will lead to lower claims, lower settlements, and lower insurance rates for commercial drivers. Although not effective until January 1st. I got a call from a trucking company who said they were hearing from an out-of-state insurer heard about the bill and wants to take a fresh look at Louisiana and was asking for information how the market works. I'm Kevin Barnhart. Republicans and Democrats in Congress are expected to discuss this week a fifth coronavirus relief bill. Senator John Kennedy says it's unclear what this round of aid may look like, but he doubts it will be as broad as past COVID stimulus bills. I predict if we have another bill, it'll be uh, it'll be targeted and based on the lessons we've learned from the first four bills. Kennedy said he's concerned about the rate of spending on COVID economic bills and says the only way for the economy to survive is for Americans to get back to work. We don't have enough money. We can't borrow enough money to buy the American economy. We've spent so much money, we're going to run out of digits here. We're not careful. While there's still a lot up in the air as to details of the next package, Kennedy says he's confident that the one House Democrats crafted, the $3 billion HEROES Act, will not ever go to the president's desk. It uh, has a lot more to do with making America a Marxist country than it does with fighting the coronavirus. Enhanced federal unemployment benefits are set to expire at the end of the month, and Congress is still discussing how they might assist the millions of people who are still out of work. There are reports the $600 weekly checks could be slashed to 400 President Trump says he won't commit to accepting the results of the November election if he suspects fraud. On Fox News Sunday, he claimed the election will be rigged by mail-in voting. He said in general, he's not a good loser. Also in the hour-long interview, Trump says he'll veto a massive defense bill if it authorizes the renaming of military bases named after Confederate generals. Trump told host Chris Wallace he doesn't care what the military says on the issue. The president's comments come as the Pentagon issued a policy effectively banning the Confederate flag from being displayed on Defense Department property. It's shaping up to be a fairly wet week across Acadiana. A big surge of moisture coming in from the Gulf of Mexico. We're going to be dealing with that over the next couple of days. On again, off again, showers is going to be the main order of business. It's not going to be continuous rainfall. There are going to be breaks. However, still expecting a fairly wet week. For your Monday, a 60% chance for widely scattered showers and a handful of thunderstorms. I think we start to see those popping up maybe late morning into early afternoon and then winding down a little bit later on in the evening. Highs are going to make their way up to about 89 degrees with your lows tonight dropping down into the mid-70s. Winds will be from the east-southeast at 5 to 10 miles an hour. 50 to 60% rain chances lasting basically through the rest of the week. We should see the rain peak on Thursday and Friday. Maybe a quick break if we take an early look at the weekend. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. Double checking your traffic. Ambassador Caffrey at Dulles a little bit earlier today. A report of a fender bender there. Hey, make sure you're buckling up, keeping it safe out there. Traffic brought to you by ExpressPros.com. Mark your calendars. Express Employment Professionals is once again hosting National Interview Day on August the 6th. Go to ExpressPros.com slash interview day to find a location that is near you. 
I'm Blakely Kirkpatrick. And I'm Leighton Kirkpatrick. Stronger together. Safer apart. A pledge of allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. Have a good day, Katie. Yes. Good morning. It is 7.15. This is The Real Thing. Robin Bernie here with you this morning on a KDN's Morning News. Uh, KPAL965.com and the KPAL News app. Look, I got a bunch of comments yesterday after we aired uh, Fox News Sunday and the interview with the president, with Mm -hmm. Chris Wallace. So that's why I decided to play it again this morning um, because they talked about so many different issues. Um, By the way, you can find a lot of those clips on our website, kpal 965 Dot com. All right. So another topic of conversation on the coronavirus yeah, side of things. Um, so there was a post that was going around yesterday that said. Um, I'm trying to frame this right because it got very convoluted as to who said what and right. when. OK, so okay. there was a post and um, this guy says, I'm a doctor mm-hmm. and. Um, actually, no, it didn't start that way. It was just a statement and it said, I just watched. Uh, a patient die, like, you know, rest in peace. I just watched a patient die who was not able to get to an ICU bed. I waited eight hours and she died before the helicopter got here. Wear a mask. Okay. So that was the original post. It was by a local doctor. Um, it's deleted now. So I don't really feel comfortable saying his name. It was right. a doctor though. Okay. Um, and that was being shared all over the place. People right. sent it to me a couple times. As soon as I saw it, I sent a note over to Patricia Thompson. We work closely with her. She works on a communication team for the Lafayette General System, so all the facilities. And I said, hey, I'm seeing this post. Um, are you guys having issues? Like, is your ICU full? Because that had not been what we had. You know, you kept up with the updates over the week. And nowhere in the state at this point do we have a region that right. says we have no beds. Okay. Right. So she sent me back a statement, um, and I want to read it for you here because it does say a lot, and then I'll kind of tell you about this morning. So um, she reached out and says, we are currently not out of ICU beds at Lafayette General Health. However, there are times we are not able to accept a transfer because of our bed capacity, either ICU or on the floor. In order to continue managing our capacity and the needs of our existing patients who may require critical care, We are actively and safely surging patients into other departments when necessary. We've heard some reports about uh, some of the area emergency rooms with what they call boarders, which are people who are inpatient at the hospital, but they have nowhere to bring them out of the emergency room. So they're just taking up a room in the emergency room. Mm -hmm. Um, She says, we have beds within our system to care for our most critically ill patients, but there is no doubt the recent surge of COVID-19 in our region has placed stress on our resources. We continue to urge everyone to wash their hands frequently, practice social distancing, and wear a mask or face covering when leaving home. We all must do our part to avoid a scenario of becoming completely overwhelmed by COVID-19 patients. Okay, so I get that response from her. Mm-hmm. I'm here last night uh, doing some things to get ready for the week, and I've said, okay, well, let me go check over on that post. Okay, so I go look on the post, and someone says, okay, give me more information about this. Mm-hmm. You know, is asking the person who posted, and he said, it was 
a friend of his that posted that. It wasn't him. It was mm-hmm. a friend of, him, of his that sent that, so he copied and pasted it on. Right. Um, obviously, he is a doctor, so a bunch of people assumed it was him You know right. who was saying that of his experience. Um, this particular doctor um, has credentials at Iberia Medical Center, so I'm assuming maybe the patient was down on Iberia Parish and was trying to get either to Lafayette General or somewhere else. So, mm-hmm. um, look, guys. There, there has been a lot. I mean, and of course, people are driving away. One of the submissions we got in uh, via email was someone who was driving either in Church Point or Mamu and took a picture of the hospital and said, look, this hospital is not overrun. There's only one car. Well, when you look at those hospitals, they might not be able to accommodate a COVID-19 patient to start with, right. you know, or maybe they can have someone while they're there. But when they get to a certain age, they have to go other places. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're hearing from Lafayette General. They're not always able to accept transfers in. So that's where that is. You could read about all this on our website, kpel965.com. But, you know, I think to a lot of people, you know, even just a story that this could happen. I mean, that was the fear. Yeah. When we when we first started talking about this back in March and we were talking about flattening the curve, it was to not overwhelm these, you know, facilities. And and at this point, there are still ICU beds. That's the silver lining right now. But, you know, they're obviously prepared. I know some different facilities in our areas have have switched over different units in the hospital just to make for some extra room. And um, then staffing becomes a problem, yeah. which is what we were talking about last week with Dr. Right. Stefanski. So anyway, it's um, it is uh, not all the way back to normal. I wish I could give you better news on a Monday, but you know, take those common sense things, wash your hands, keep your distance, use the hand sanitizer. I know mm-hmm. if our workplaces, like a lot of other workplaces, there's hand sanitizer, different places. There are mm-hmm. places you can, you know, use spray to wipe down, you know, kind of community uh, things you touch, community areas, kitchens, break rooms, that sort of thing. So um, we just need to go ahead and do that. But, you know, Burn, it's like I just feel like people are on a million different pages about this right now. And I mm-hmm. think that's a, that's a hard thing Look, to deal with. And that's the thing. You know, you go by and you take a picture of something because that's what it looks like to you. But that's the difference is send us the picture and then we will follow up on it. Because just because you see it, you know, we are supposed to ask questions. We are supposed to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, you can't just assume just by what you're looking at. You got to dig a lot deeper into it to figure out what the real story is. Because just because something looks a certain way, okay, I saw one car, so there's no overrun. Well, you don't know the circumstances, and that's why we got to look into it. Well, look at the brothers that we had um, that we talked about a couple weeks ago. They were over at the Lake Charles area. One brother was there. One had been airlifted to New Orleans. I'm hearing that um, the one who stayed in Lake Charles, he's been discharged and is doing well. Mm -hmm. Um, The other is still critical in New Orleans. We'll ask Jackie uh, Russo coming up. She is a friend of the family, um, how things are going. I know people have been really excited especially if they have recovered from Mm COVID-19 to donate that plasma. I mean, that stuff is it's gold, man. Give someone life, you know? Yeah. So anyway, we'll keep you up to date on all those things at KPL965.com. Another thing we're watching is a potential tropical system (sighs) um, in the area of Thursday or Friday. At this point, it looks like it will just bring rain to our area. But I'll tell you, uh, we have a friend down the hall who swears by the farmer's almanac. Like he's like, listen, to it. it's going to be there. And every time he loves to send us a note whenever uh-huh. he's like, hey, guys, um, three weeks from now, tropical system. And then like, here we are the yep. week of and it's there. And he's like, what? I told y'all I trust the farmer's <laughs> almanac. Um, so anyway, so he's uh, he's watching it. We're watching it and we'll keep you up to it, of course, here 
if there's anything you need to know about. But it is um, tropical season, so if there are things you need to do to prepare, maybe you have that roof problem <laughs> that you just need to be looking at. You know, it is tropical season, so stay on top of those things. There's more Acadiana's Morning News to come. It's 723 now at News Talk 96.5 KPL coming up. We'll do a little topic train action. Yes. That's coming up right here on the show. Here for you in times of uncertainty. Tracking coronavirus, I'm Rob Kirkpatrick on this Town Square Media Station. Team you can rely on even on the darkest days. I'm Bernadette Lee with your news and information update. We're working for you on air, behind the scenes every single day. We're following a potential hazmat situation on I-10 this morning. As you get out and hit the road, Bernie's got the information you need to know. Your radio home for news and information for more than 60 years. You know, it's everything I need in the morning. News Talk 96.5. KPL. It's open enrollment season, and MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry that saves most families about $500 a month. Google MediShare and see if it's a fit for you. The KPL topic train is running right on time. Driven by Bruce Hart Poche, LLP, certified public accountants. Okay, this is crazy. Um, like me. Let's, let's welcome, talk about it. Welcome to the topic train. Hello. All right, so someone in Minnesota has been posting signs all over North Minneapolis. Okay. Mm-hmm. After they got drunk. Uh-oh. Decided to ride home with a friend. Here, hold my bear. <laughs> and still can't remember where they parked their car. Okay. The sign says, quote, Isn't there a movie like that? I may have saved your life or your child's, but I can't find my car. It's a 2007 Toyota Camry. <laughs> All they know uh-huh. is that it's on a residential street somewhere uh-huh. in the northern part of the county. Okay. You know how big that is? 600 square miles. Ooh, that's a little bit, huh? The internet is torn on whether or not to help them. On one hand, uh-huh. that person decided to be responsible yes, and not good drive. Stuff. That's good. That's good. All but right. it does seem like they did some driving. Before they pulled over. And right. if their friend can't remember anything either, how sober was that person? Right. The signs say to call Luke or Melissa and there's a reward. Uh-huh. It's not clear how much they're offering. Right. Uh, okay. So 600 square miles. It's somewhere. That's crazy. I've never been that drunk. I can tell you that. <sighs> that's really. That's, just, a, that's pretty. That's what you rough. call payad. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Um. So anyway, yeah. Kanye West held his first political rally yesterday, oh, and um, he says he needs what? your help. Um, yesterday, the presidential hopeful, which he's back on that again. He's back on that training? Um, had a rally in <laughs> North Charleston, okay. South Carolina. Uh-huh. Um, he talked about, like round and round about a whole bunch of different things, okay. including when he talked about abortion and his pro-life stance. Uh-huh. He said that his dad wanted his mom to have an abortion when she was pregnant with him. Ooh. And that he considered it when his now wife, Kim Kardashian, got pregnant with their kid. What? But he decided, even if my wife wants to divorce me after this speech, she brought North into this world. North is their daughter. Right. She brought North into this world even when I didn't want to. She stood up and protected our child. I'm pro-life. Okay. Anyways, we must say... Um, oh, by the way, he also took aim at Harriet Tubman. I mean, how? You, she said she actually never freed the slaves. She just had them work for other white people. Anyways, he's not on the ballot anywhere. He tried to get on the ballot in a couple states. It didn't work last week. Obviously, you have to file documents 
for this to happen. Uh-huh. Like a long time ago, I think in January is when you have to qualify for the November federal elections. Uh-huh. Anyway, he also had 2020 shaved into the back of his head. Wow. So there you go. Kanye. And finally, the best sports city in America. Let's uh-huh. See if you uh, agree with this, because there is a notable. Notable city left off this list. Boston, Philadelphia, the San Francisco Bay Area, Chicago, Uh Minneapolis, Dallas, Detroit, Denver, Miami, Los Angeles. No New Orleans. I beg them to find another city Uh that has as much passion for its football team. Yeah, man. I think it's a no. Oh, one thing I did forget, and I've been holding on to this ever since you were. Uh, oh, this should be good. Gotta come in. Bring it on. Remember buddy. that guy in, in the UK we told you about, Captain Tom Moore? He set a goal to walk 100 laps yeah. in his backyard before his 100th birthday, all uh-huh. to raise money for healthcare workers. Well, it turns out he ended up raising $40 million over well, the weekend. That's a little bit. He was knighted by the Queen wow. at Windsor Castle on that's, Friday. That's so, Video's so really, nice. Really so cute. sweet. All right, uh, 7.30 now at News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Quick break here, and your news headlines are coming up on Acadiana's Morning News. This is your number one news, weather, and traffic source in Acadiana. This is News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Depend on it. It's It's the bottom of the hour. Now the top stories from KPEL96.5.com. The National Hurricane Center is watching an area of disturbed weather near the Dominican Republic that's expected to move rapidly towards the northwest and into the Gulf of Mexico by later this week. Forecasters are not giving this system much of a chance to develop, but it could mean we have a wetter-than-normal week this week. The probability for strengthening is only 20% over the next five days, but conditions for further development do improve on Wednesday and Thursday once the system is in the Gulf. Your full forecast from KATC's Daniel Phillips is coming up. White House guidelines call for gyms to be closed down in high coronavirus transmission states, such as our state, Louisiana. Brooke Thorrington has more on how to transition your workout to the home if gyms do close again. Dr. Melinda Southern, clinical exercise physiologist at LSU Health Sciences Center, says there are plenty of exercises you can do at home. Standing squats into a chair and then stand up, we call that hot seat. You can do planks or side planks, um, and of course, core exercises. She also says be leery of just any online video. It could do more damage than good. Sites from certified instructors can offer even more guidance exercise circuit at home for tracking your fitness and safe exercises and they have videos and they have everything you need i'm brooke thorrington the louisiana association of business and industry celebrating the tort reform legislation signed into law by the governor that aims to lower auto insurance rates lobby president stephen wagesback says the measure will lead to lower claims, lower settlements, and lower insurance rates for commercial drivers. For too long in Louisiana, drivers have had to pay unfair high rates. In fact, the second highest in the country because of a flawed legal system. Everyone's known the problem forever, and now we finally put a solution in place. Wagusback believes there will be enormous benefits for commercial drivers with more competition among insurers. As we reach out to insurers and let them know that Louisiana is now open for business, I think you're going to see insurers across the state take a fresh, good look at Louisiana. That's going to be in the trucking industry, the box truck industry, and then everywhere in between. Wagusback says the history of high auto rates has been devastating for Louisiana business. It's absolutely putting people out of business. It's making a a decision between bankruptcy or unaffordable insurance rates. This bill will change that. Every year, the folks at SafeWise come out with a yearly list of the safest cities in Louisiana. According to information provided on their website, overall crime rates in Louisiana are higher. 
The top five safest cities in Louisiana are Addis, Harahan, Tallulah, Youngsville, and Mandeville. The violent crime rate of 5.4 instances per 1,000 people in our state is almost two points higher than the national rate of 3.7. Property crime is a full 10 points above the national rate, with Louisiana reporting 32.8 incidents per 1,000 people compared to 22 nationwide. A well-known restaurant in Lafayette has new owners and a brand new name. Bizbanos near the UL Lafayette campus is now Pizzaville, USA. The Karen Crow-based restaurant is expanding to the location in time for UL students to return for the fall semester. Renovation plans include updating the upstairs dining room and the downstairs cellar and patio. Drew Brees joined dozens of other NFL players to press the league to announce health and safety plans for training camp, which is due to start next week. You may have seen the hashtag, we just want to play. The players say they've not been given information about how the league plans to stop the spread of COVID-19 among players and staff. They also want to know what will happen when someone does test positive. Rookies for at least two teams are reporting to training camp today. And finally, presidential candidate Kanye West. He held his first campaign event in South Carolina last night. The event was held at the Equus Event Center in North Charleston. A message on the rapper's Twitter account gives South Carolina residents locations where voters can sign up to put Kanye West on the ballot. It also urges fans to sign up at his website, Kanye2020.country. We should say Kanye West is not qualified to run in the November election in any state. You're all up to date. I'm Rob Kirkpatrick. High today, 89 degrees. Daniel, it's going to be another hot one. It's a pretty wet forecast coming up here over the next several days across Acadiana. Today, a 60% chance for widely scattered showers and a few thunderstorms out there. Mostly cloudy skies throughout the day. Look for those showers to start picking up by the late morning, early afternoon. Should start to wind down a little bit later on this evening. Highs today get up to around 89 degrees with your overnight lows in the mid-70s. Winds are going to be out of the east-southeast at about 5 to 10 miles an hour. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, 78 degrees here at the KPL Studios. And our weather update being brought to you by the folks over at Albertsons. Hey, you can start the week off by visiting Albertsons for Cheap Chicken Mondays. You can pick up a fresh Signature Cafe whole roasted chicken or the eight-piece fried or roasted chicken for only $5.99. You're listening to American Ground Radio's Morning Minute. Sheepport Mayor Adrian Perkins is considering jumping into the U.S. Senate race against Louisiana Senator Bill Cassidy. Well, Perkins may be doing more than just considering a run as a film crew from New York arrived in Shreveport over the weekend to begin filming Perkins for U.S. Senate campaign spots. But by running for U.S. Senate, has Perkins given up on doing all that he can for the community that raised him? Or is he simply seeking a job with more celebrity that he thinks will be easier than the one he was elected to fulfill? But the city of Shreveport still dealing with the COVID crisis is now the best time for our mayor to abandon his post. American Ground Radio, where building a better America begins with building a better us. Return each Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. with Louis R. Abalone and Stephen Park. On News Talk 96.5 KPL and streaming live at KPL96.5.com. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, traffic. All right, right now, Lafayette police are giving us that all clear. No traffic crashes and no breakdowns. So just buckle up. Keep it safe out there. Traffic brought to you by ExpressPros.com. You can mark your calendars. 
Express Employment Professionals is once again hosting the National Interview Day on August the 6th. Go to expresspros.com slash interview day to find a location near you. All right, so take back what I said. Bernie, I told you someone had sent me an email and then and it was like, it was like, you know, thanks for playing the Fox News Sunday segment, whatever. That came in like around 638, you know. Um, and then I just got one um, that says, just heard the last segment. You're fake news. Never listening again. So I guess. So what, is, what are we fake news a, about now? It's a roller coaster today. I don't know what's going oh, on. Okay. Um, welcome into your Monday. It is 740 and that means Jackie Russo well, with Brand Buzz wait is here. Wait, hold on, Brand Buzz lady. Uh, so okay. it, shouldn't we know what the fake news is allegedly about? He's saying the fourth segment of it that I played. The first three, he was very happy that we did it. We shouldn't have played that last segment. What was the last I segment? I missed it. I don't know. We don't know, Jackie. It was a whole. It was a. It was whole part of a whole hour. So we should have just played the first three. Because he didn't like three. it, I'm guessing. I guess so. I don't know. Okay, well that was interesting. I was just curious. Okay, back to <laughs> Jackie. Hello. <Good> morning. <laughs> Do you think maybe he heard us off the air talking about how awesome chicken is? Do you well, think he maybe. thinks that's fake? Who knows? Maybe he's a catfish farmer, so yeah, he doesn't like be. us talking oh. about how good. Yeah. We were actually talking about going to certain events, and, you know, here's the deal. I was raised by a southern mama who just, I don't care if I was eight years old and invited to a party, my mom sent me with something because you never show up empty-handed. Right. That's just like a core principle of things, you know? And um and so yeah. now you know you start to think about things. Well, well what am I going to bring? And you brought up the ever pleasing Chick Fil A nugget tray. It is perfect for every occasion. Winner, winner, chicken dinner, always popular. <laughs> That's it. All right, um, what's going on in your world? You have uh, college kids. You have high school kids. You have kids trying yeah, to go on college kids. tours. One thing you don't have is a single kid in braces after fifteen years. Um, oh, it's the best. But what what's going on in your house right now? Like, what's the, the thinking? Are y'all prepping to go back to school? I know, you know, Jackson's a student in Millsaps. Is he, like, preparing to go back, preparing to be virtual? What's the situation? Well, everybody, interestingly enough, has a different situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so it reminds me of the adage we started talking about at the beginning of all this, about we're all in the same storm, but we're in different boats. Um, even in the same family People can be in different boats in the same family storm. Um, So, you know, Jackson's school is small. And um, I think in the two years he's been there, the largest class he's had is 18 people. Mm. So they're anticipating real in-person classes. Mm. And he's moving back into the frat house. And he's expecting a similar version to quote-unquote normal. However, they just found out that they will not be playing football in the fall, that that's going to be pushed to the spring. Wait, so, wait a second. Uh, he plays spring, baseball. spring football at the same time mm. baseball is going on? Yeah. Yeah, and they have two two-way players who are all-stars on both teams. Wow. Like, their yeah. star running back is their starting catcher. Um, See, if this Because that's is, why kids go to Millsaps, is you yeah. can play both sports like you do in high school. You can. You know, I, I'm telling you, I would be that parent that told my kid, Listen, um, this is probably never going to happen again. Just push. You got to do both. You got to play both. It's a once in a lifetime well, situation. I, they can't. Literally can't. Okay. If you're traveling a weekend for baseball, oh, you're traveling. Missing traveling. A, yeah. Yes. 
And plus, can you imagine the wear and tear on their bodies? And how do they pick which practice to go to? And then all of a sudden you're missing half of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, no, they're going to have to choose. And it sounds like they're going to choose baseball um, because the football schedule is going to be um, incomplete. I mean, it's not going to be a full conference schedule with full playoffs and all that. But baseball theoretically should be. So they've made that choice. Um, Jordan is moving into an apartment and prepping for her mechanical engineering sophomore year. And we anticipate that most of those classes will be virtual. Mm-hmm. And um, she'll just do them from another location than the one where I live in, which means we'll get along better. Oh, okay. You know, <laughs> summers and holidays, always dicey. You know, you well, never you know, know what you're going to get. Prep for a two-month summer, it's hard to prep for a five-month summer. <laughs> yeah. A lot of togetherness. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Okay, good. Well, I'm glad things are um, glad things are working out. And if there's anyone who can handle the logistics of people going all in different places, I know it's you, so it's good. Well, thanks. They're, they're I'll move both of them into their respective homes, mm-hmm. and then my saw junior and senior in high school will um, do whatever Turlings tells them to do, and right. they'll do it with a smile on their face and glad to be back. Mm-hmm. And you will start counting down for two years so you can let them all go in August and have an empty quiet house. Well, we are minutes away from an empty nest, and it's going to be weird. It will be. All right. What are we talking about today in Brand Buzz? Today we're talking about focus. How do you figure out who to focus on with your marketing efforts? Um, When I talk to business owners, which I do all the time, not just in the interview series, but I talk to new businesses, medium-sized businesses, 50-year-old businesses, and the one prevailing thing I hear over and over again is, who is your target audience? Oh, pretty much everyone. But it's not. So we have come up with this really great handy-dandy guide to help people figure out who their target audience actually is, how to map them out. Um, and it's up on the blog right now, and it'll help you figure out if you have a consumer-based audience or a business-based audience. Each of those has a profile. And then beyond those demographics, We've got to look at psychographics, and we've got to look at kind of some features that help you figure out what media to use to talk to them. It's just, it's awesome. So download it, use it, and get more targeted and focused on that audience. So, you know, I think just you've talked for, for years about identifying who they are, okay? So once you know who they are, one of the important things I think that a lot of your businesses, organizations, initiatives miss is not just catering to the people who are already your fans, okay? If you think, let's just take a pharmacy, CVS, Walgreens, Big Box Pharmacy. Okay. You need to be in the business of keeping your current customers happy. So that's why they probably do that mile-long receipt at CVS because it gives you coupons that are tailored to you. And a dress for the weekend. (laughs) Exactly. So they have that. But then they also have to be in the business because they can't just keep the customers they have. If they want to grow, got to grow. Um. So they also have to go after people who aren't their customers. I feel like these pharmacies and stuff don't promote enough that you can transfer a prescription because of customer service. I think people think in their head, you know, your doctor sends a prescription to a pharmacy and you are locked in like a mortgage to get it from there. Well, you know what? If the customer service is bad, move it somewhere else, you know, and, and you can do that. It's your prescription, but that's a big thing. And so just focusing on... The people who are already your fans, you know, you're missing out on a lot of potential because you also need to convince people to be your fans. Absolutely. And you have to keep earning their love. 
And so if you're a pharmacy, you don't just have the people with the prescriptions, you're selling other things. So you have multiple audiences. So different messages are gonna apply to different audiences. Your elderly pharmacy patient might be compelled by a message about how the pharmacist is gonna actually look at all of your different prescriptions and make sure that you haven't been overprescribed or misprescribed something that's gonna react badly with a different medicine that you're taking. You know, it's all a part of it. Okay, so what is the first step? I mean, how do you start to look? I mean, there may not be a budget to to go and have someone do this for you, but what are some easy ways you can really lock in to those audiences? Well, I think what you do is you start with who your current customers are now, and you map them into the different buckets. Why do people come to you? Why do they pick you instead of somebody else? What are they coming to you for? What is it that you provide that they can't get somewhere else? and you need to actually write it down and put them into different groups. So of your pharmacy patients, for example, what are their um, age ranges, marital status, incomes, needs? You look at your um, small grocery, like so many pharmacies have small grocery items. Who's coming for that? Photo, who's coming for that? Um, Greeting cards or UL, gear who's coming for that and then start to figure out how can you better serve each of those groups what messages are going to compel those groups to keep coming to you and then where do you put those messages to really make an impact jackie russo always has some interesting information you can find more at brandrusso.com read the blog listen to the podcast and you know make your business better maybe in this year in a in a new place a better place than for sure you could have expected back on march 14th Anyway, thank you, Russo. Thanks so much for your time today. Good talking to you as always. Thank you. All right, 749 now at News Talk 96.5. KPL coming up on the show. We'll talk to the folks over at Healing House. The big martinis event, Mm -hmm. it kicks off this year. It's got to be a little bit different, which is why they're not going to be making martinis in our studio. But we'll get a chance to talk to them coming up on Acadiana's Morning News. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Depend on it. Right, it is 751 now at Newstalk 96.5 KPL. I'll tell you what else has got to be flowing just like mm-hmm. the love. And that is the Three Olives Vodka over yes. at uh, Healing House for the big martinis event. Um, it's going to be virtual this year, as so many others are. And um, we have the information for you on our website, kpel965.com. But we want to tell you about uh, what martinis are being featured this week. So Kim Thaxton joins us on the phone along with Alex from Tsunami. Tsunami, one of the featured restaurants. And this year, here's one of the things they're doing different. If you remember, Bernie, it used to be the Teeny Tuesday Tour. So you had to go on Tuesday, and it was one restaurant a week, okay? So things have changed a bit so that this year, it's a shortened tour, two restaurants every week. This week, it's Tsunami and Fizo's, and you can go the whole week. So uh, nice. we, we have all the information again for you on our website, kpel965.com. But first, uh, Kim Thaxton with Healing House. First of all, good morning. I know you guys are doing a lot to accommodate the tour this year, and it's so important because it, it raises funds and it also raises awareness about Healing House work here in Acadiana. Well, good morning. Thanks for having us this morning. And, and yes, we normally do an eight-week tour where you go try your martinis on um, every Tuesday night, but we know things are a little bit different this year. 
So we wanted to be able to spread out the crowds, and so our restaurants are going to be serving their martinis every week for the entire week. So you don't have to just go on Tuesdays. You can go any day from now um, through the end of the week at these two featured restaurants, and we'll be doing that for the next four weeks. Okay, so you go to the website, healing-house.org. We also have a link for you at kpel965.com. You get, you print out the voucher, and what does that get you, Kim? That gets you a martini with the purchase of an entree for just $2. That $2 is then donated to the Healing House. Um, there's also an opportunity that if you'd like to donate to us, there's a donation box at each of the restaurants. Um, like you mentioned before, Rob and Bernie, um, martinis makes up over half of our annual income. So although we know things are different this year, um, we're still trying to raise funds to keep our grief support services completely free of charge to the children in Acadiana. I want to talk about those in just a couple of minutes, but Alex is there with you. He's from Tsunami. And Alex, first of all, uh, tell us about the martini. I got a chance, by the way, Burn. Uh, I'm so last, jealous. What was it, last Thursday, jealous. last Wednesday? To taste them all, like, right in a row. Okay, you know, I'm on my little <laughs> knee scooter. And so I, you know, I didn't get a DUI on That's my knee good. scooter. I, I made uh -huh. it to the car. No, someone drove me. But um, Alex, tell us a little bit about this year's uh, feature and the featured martini uh, for martinis. Good morning. Good morning. Um, yeah, so our martini is uh, appropriately named the Masuku, which is Japanese for mask. Uh, naturally. Uh, <laughs> it is a uh, and citrus sakatini. Um, it still features the three ounce vodka. And uh, we, we put our own twist on it and, and added some sake in there. It's, it's kind of like a twist of a uh, blueberry lemon drop, which is a summer favorite. Um, and we're super excited to sell it this year. Yeah, sounds it, fun and okay, delicious. Bernie, it has Ooh. this, like, is it, is it like a, is it a reduction? There is something in it. It's like a brown sugar and cinnamon, Bernie. And, it, and it's not milky. Okay, I'm not going to say that, but it uh -huh. has this great sweet taste i mean almost like a cinnamon roll like a Ooh. japanese cinnamon roll alex <laughs> yeah so instead of uh just your normal simple syrup uh which is made with white sugar we made our own uh cinnamon brown sugar simple syrup mm. and um yeah it, it's great you know um i have asked our good friend michelle over at tsunami is there any way i could buy a bottle of that just to have on pancakes and she said <laughs> no you have to get the martini rob <laughs> Um, okay, Alex. Well, uh, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, Kim, if you're still there, I want to ask about the work of Healing House. We get to talk about you every year. And, and I have to be honest, until, you know, I started doing this job, sitting right here with Bernie, and really, she was one of the earliest advocates for Healing House that I knew to tell me about, you know, the need and how, you know, sometimes you just don't think the littlest, you know, sweetest kids in our community they really need help getting through some really challenging like adult things, to be perfectly honest. And it is it's hard for adults who might have all the tools or or maybe more tools, but you guys really reach out and help kids who are dealing with loss. We do. We we actually have um about two hundred and thirty children that are currently enrolled in our support groups. So all of these children have lost um a parent, a sibling, or someone significant in their lives. Um, and Healing House just provides a safe place for these families to come and work through um, this traumatic loss that they're experiencing and gives kids a chance to express their emotions and um, figure out ways to handle some of these really big feelings. We also do um, an adult support group for their caregivers while the children are in their group. So at Healing House, our families are able to heal together. All right, Kim, uh, I mentioned Tsunami and Fizos. Those are this week's restaurants. 
Can you run down the rest of the restaurants uh, week by week so people can start getting excited? Well, sure. And actually, we have Natasha from um, Fizo's is here as well. Oh, great. Morning. Oh, well, let's uh, Natasha, if you can hear me, can you tell me what's in your martini and what's it called? Yeah. Hi. Thanks so much. So we our martini is actually called the Perfect Pear. Um, it does have the uh, apple and all. I'm sorry, apple and pear, three olives, vodka, uh, triple sec, lemon sour, uh, simple syrup, four fresh mint mm. leaves. Mm. We- slap them. Slap them. It's topped off with um, a caramelized pear, and it's literally so crisp and like delicious. Mm-hmm. Perfect for summer. And, and, you know, I'll, I'll say this about that one. That is is one that I tasted where I said, oh, my gosh, I could forget that there's vodka in this. You know, like yes. then, the next thing you know, Rob is lit, sitting on the lobby couch at the radio station, you know. <laughs> anyway, um, Natasha, thank you so much. We appreciate it. So, Kim, if you can, we just have about 45 seconds. Just run through the rest of those restaurants, please. Sure. So next week we'll have Rafino's on the River and Don Seafood. Uh, the week of August the 3rd, we're going to have Bonton Grill and Bonefish Grill. And then our last week will feature walk-ons. And if you go on our website, you can print the information for the coupon as well as the ticket to the Martinis a la Maison, where you'll get two of the hand-painted glasses, a signed print um, by Lauren Brasso, and um, access to our silent auction, which we'll be having this year rather than our normal gala this year. So exciting. All yep. right. Thanks, Kim, so much. We'll be talking to you every Monday to talk about the martinis of the week. It's all part of the Healing House Martinis 2020, a big virtual event, but you can sip in person. We're back with more at Katie Morning News next. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette. coronavirus cash. I'm Chris Foster, Fox News. Congress is back in session after a break with negotiations needed on another coronavirus financial relief package. Republican leadership will be at the White House today for talks about that. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell is expected to unveil a $1 trillion package, which would include liability protections for businesses, something Democrats oppose. This is the Trump administration works to block state funding for testing and contact tracing. Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer says Democrats are going to do everything they can to make sure the CDC is fully funded. The administration's talking about, and the Republican McConnell is talking about cutting it. That would be cutting your nose to spite your face. We need the CDC to help us fight COVID. Also at issue, expanded unemployment benefits and eviction protections set to expire at the end of the month. Rachel Sutherland, Fox News. The 20-year-old son of a federal judge is shot and killed at their home in New Jersey by a man dressed as a delivery driver. Judge Esther Salas's husband is also shot in critical condition. Several police officers are hurt in Seattle. What appeared to be peaceful protests quickly turning violent. Riders taking to the streets, breaking windows. They also clashed with police, throwing rocks and bottles at officers. The group vandalizing a police precinct. Police say riders threw a device into the precinct's lobby, igniting a small fire. It was quickly extinguished. No injuries were reported. Meanwhile, Portland hit with its 53rd straight night of protesters. Demonstrators surrounding a federal courthouse after another violent weekend of clashes between federal officers. President Trump is defending sending those officers to Portland, but the city's mayor wants them gone. And the head of the city's police union urging riders to stop demanding a discussion on solutions. Fox's Jackie Ibanez. Tens of thousands of mostly low-wage workers plan to strike around the country today as part of the Black Lives Matter protests. America's listening to Fox News.
At Fisher Investments, we do things differently, and other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No. Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. Dow futures basically flat ahead of the opening bell on Wall Street with markets overseas mixed. The black boxes from a Ukrainian plane shot down over Iran six months ago are in France for analysis. This was confirmed by Canada's foreign minister who did put out a tweet saying, quote, we have received confirmation that the black boxes of flight PS752 have arrived in Paris where they are expected to be brought to France's Civil Aviation Authority tomorrow morning for analysis. Officials from TSB Canada will be present. Now, the plane was carrying 176 passengers on January 8th when it was mistaken for an incoming cruise missile, 55 of those passengers were Canadian. Iran initially was resistant to releasing the black boxes, but after conducting their own investigation, will allow Canadian, French, and Ukrainian investigators to examine the recording devices. Fox's Trey Yinkst. The Vatican says in rare circumstances and with special permission, if no priests or deacons are available, lay Catholics may perform marriage rites. The Vatican document also says lay people may be enlisted to help with funeral rites and baptisms. Some college basketball teams start summer workouts today. The NCAA Division I Council gave the green light last month for men's and women's hoops programs to begin required summer activities today. Student-athletes have taken part in voluntary activities and virtual events since then. Now teams can focus on summer camp this week, continuing for up to eight weeks until a school's first day of classes or September 15th, whichever is earlier. Strength and conditioning training and skill instruction won't be allowed to exceed eight hours per week, with a maximum of four hours for skill instruction. Now, of course, questions remain over the athletic calendar for conferences amid this coronavirus pandemic, with some conferences not solidifying elements of their winter sports calendar just yet. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. And a 12-year-old Delaware boy is free on bond, accused of stealing a pickup truck, crashing during a high-speed police chase and trying to run away. It happened in Newcastle Saturday. Police say the boy stole the truck while its owner was using a bank machine at a gas station and convenience store. I'm Chris Foster, Fox News. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. Good morning. I'm Rob Kirkpatrick with this news update on your Monday morning, July 20th, 2020. 34 new COVID-19 deaths were reported yesterday for the weekend. That total up to 3,433 in our state. 1,469 people are in the hospital, up 36 from Friday of those, 177 require ventilators, up 16 from Friday. LDH is reporting 53,208 coronavirus patients are presumed recovered. A viral post from the weekend said a patient died in our region because an ICU was not available for them. It came from a Facebook page of a Lafayette doctor. We reached out to a representative from Lafayette General who confirmed their facilities still do have ICU space but have at times had to turn away transfers from other hospitals. 
Patricia Thompson tells KPEL News in part, quote, We have beds within our system to care for our most critically ill patients. There's no doubt that the recent surge of COVID-19 in our region has placed stress on our resources. You can read more now at kpel965.com. Assistant Health Secretary Dr. Alex Biu points to a CDC investigation out of Missouri that shows the effectiveness of masks. Matt Doyle has that story. The CDC studied an incident where two COVID-positive hairstylists went to work while wearing masks at a business with a mask mandate for customers. Over the course of eight days of hair of cutting hair together, they interacted with 136 different individuals, including people, co-workers, as well as people whose hair they're cut. Not a single one of them went on to get COVID. BU says in case there's any doubt. I cannot underemphasize the importance of wearing masks. I'm Matt Doyle. Opelousas police are investigating three weekend shootings in the city that may be connected. Chief Martin McClendon confirmed the investigations to our news partners at KATC. The chief said a third shooting may be in retaliation for the first two shootings. Information on the identities of suspects or arrests have not yet been made public. News out of Iberia Parish now. Judge Lori Landry has submitted her resignation from the 16th Judicial District Court. In a letter sent last Thursday, Landry states that her resignation would be effective on July 21st, with her last day in the office being today, July 20th. Landry was first elected in 2002. An election to fill her seat will be held next spring. The Louisiana Association of Business and Industry is celebrating the tort reform legislation signed into law by Governor John Bell Edwards. It's aimed at lowering auto insurance rates. Kevin Barnhart has the story. Commercial auto uh, industry in Louisiana is at a crisis point. There's one, maybe two insurers offering coverage for most industries. But now lobby president Stephen Waxback believes there will be enormous benefits for commercial drivers with more competition among insurers and says the measure will lead to lower claims, lower settlements, and lower insurance rates for commercial drivers. Although not effective until January 1st. I got a call from a trucking company who said they were hearing from an out-of-state insurer heard about the bill and wants to take a fresh look at Louisiana and was asking for information on how the market works. I'm Kevin Barnhart. Republicans and Democrats in Congress are expected to discuss this week a fifth coronavirus relief bill. Senator John Kennedy says it's unclear what this round of aid may look like, but he doubts it will be as broad as past COVID stimulus bills. I predict if we have another bill, it'll be uh, it'll be targeted and based on the lessons we learned from the first four bills. Kennedy said he's concerned about the rate of spending on COVID economic bills and says the only way for the economy to survive is for Americans to get back to work. We don't have enough money. We can't borrow enough money to buy the American economy. We've spent so much money, we're going to run out of digits here. We're not careful. While there's still a lot up in the air as to details of the next package, Kennedy says he's confident that the one House Democrats crafted, the $3 billion HEROES Act, will not ever go to the president's desk. It uh, has a lot more to do with making America a Marxist country than it does with fighting the coronavirus. Enhanced federal unemployment benefits are set to expire at the end of the month, and Congress is still discussing how they might assist the millions of people who are still out of work. There are reports the $600 weekly checks could be slashed to 400 President Trump says he won't commit to accepting the results of the November election if he suspects fraud. On Fox News Sunday, he claimed the election will be rigged by mail-in voting. He said in general, he's not a good loser. Also in the hour-long interview, Trump says he'll veto a massive defense bill if it authorizes the renaming of military bases named after Confederate generals. 
Trump told host Chris Wallace he doesn't care what the military says on the issue. The president's comments come as the Pentagon issued a policy effectively banning the Confederate flag from being displayed on Defense Department property. It's shaping up to be a fairly wet week across Acadiana. A big surge of moisture coming in from the Gulf of Mexico. And we're going to be dealing with that over the next couple of days. On again, off again, showers are going to be the main order of business. It's not going to be continuous rainfall. There are going to be breaks. However, still expecting a fairly wet week. For your Monday, a 60% chance for widely scattered showers and a handful of thunderstorms. I think we start to see those popping up maybe late morning into early afternoon and then winding down a little bit later on in the evening. Highs are going to make their way up to about 89 degrees with your lows tonight dropping down into the mid-70s. Winds will be from the east-southeast at 5 to 10 miles an hour. 50 to 60% rain chances lasting basically through the rest of the week. We should see the rain peak on Thursday and Friday, maybe a quick break if we take an early look at the weekend. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. And right now, 78 degrees here at the KPL Studios. You know, a lot of us are maybe having trouble sleeping right now. There's a bed out there that can really help you because it can adjust to whatever your sleeping needs are on a particular evening. It's called the sleep number bed. And I have a sleep number setting and, you know, it has changed over the years. So the mattress is firmer than it used to be because I upped my sleep number. My sleep number setting is now 50. My husband's is a different number too. His is 60. So what does it mean? It means a sleep number bed can adjust to whatever is happening with you. If you just need some soft, like cushion support, you can get that with a sleep number bed. You just lower the number. If you want the bed to be firmer, no problem. You put the sleep number setting up. And look, here's the thing. Everybody's trying to get a great night's sleep, right? Yes, it is true. So get yourself a great bed. Get the sleep number bed. This bed, it got all kind of research on it. It's terrific. You're going to fall asleep faster. And doesn't that sound like a dream? Yeah, it does. You're going to get a deeper, more restful sleep. And you're going to wake up feeling refreshed. You've had a great night's sleep. This is the beauty of a sleep number bed. You can discover proven quality sleep for your health, your well-being. Yes, just by going to find out more about the Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed. For a limited time, you can even save up to $900 on select Sleep Number beds. And you can shop whatever you way you, like you want. You can go to the Sleep Number store right at the corner of Settler's Trace and Ambassador Caffrey. That's in the same shopping center as Whole Foods, so you can go there if you want. You can look online at sleepnumber.com or have a chat. That's available too. Sleep Number, yes, it really is that much of a terrific bed. News Talk 96.5, KPL. Right now, traffic. So Lafayette Police right now are reporting a fender bender to Johnston Street between Canberra and Crestlawn. That's Johnston between Canberra and also Crestlawn. We've got a road hazard, a little road debris this morning. This is on Woodvale Avenue, right at, at the intersection with Clairvon. It's a road debris on Woodvale right near Clairvon. Hey, just make sure that you're buckling up and that you're keeping it safe out there today. Okay. Metal.
right, so um, there's a well-known artist in Los Angeles, okay? Okay. His name is Michael Geetz. Okay. And I'm just guessing. It's spelled right. G-I-T-T-E-S. I'm, right. I'm going to say Geetz. Uh-huh. Because it sounds fun. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. He just donated 1,800 of his paintings to a hospital in Brooklyn, That's... one for every single employee. Oh, They're my all goodness. abstract paintings of flowers funded by an anonymous art collector who bought some of his work to help pay for it and said, I'm going to pay you this much for this painting, but what I want you to do is to make 1,800 more paintings and send it to this hospital. They've had a lot of COVID-19 patients. Wow. How cool is that? That's amazing. A Utah mom went viral back in April when she decided to raise money for charity by making masks with carbon versions of guys' parts ah, on them. Uh-huh. Here's an update, by the way. She's raised over... $100,000. Okay. Good, so there's good the, for her. all of those good news stories. I like some good ingenuity. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's I, what I'm saying. I just like to pass along those good stories to you. And you have another one. I do. Look, the Lita Job Fair has been something that people have attended, gone to, businesses participating in it. It has meant, like, sometimes people get interviewed and hired on the spot. This is the place where you meet people. So we're still doing it, right? The lead job fair is happening. Ryan Legrand is joining us. Hey, how are you doing this morning? Hello, good morning. Thank good you for having me. Yeah. So it's a little bit different this year, but still with that Lita oomph. I was going to say, just like everything else, everything else is is just a little bit different right now, but it's working. And people who are looking for jobs, this is something they could really benefit from. Absolutely. And, you know, in light of the spike in COVID cases in our area, we decided that we would go all virtual this year. And we're moving forward with the event. We're still going to have our robust marketing campaign hitting all different um, advertising avenues in order to promote the event to job seekers, make sure they're aware. Also, the event takes place on Thursday, August 6th. As you may know, the boost to unemployment is scheduled to end right before mm-hmm. that. So we, we're we anticipating job seekers becoming a little more aggressive in their job search as they're ready to transition uh, as they lose that additional support. So that means so much, obviously. And I know there are a bunch of employers. I mean, we heard of have heard of some that said they've actually been having a hard time getting employees back because of that federal influx what do you think is going to happen in the in the job market because it's you know one would think if that you know what equates to basically uh twenty four hundred dollars a month goes away then you have people who are going to need to re-enter the job force absolutely so we're going to see folks kind of shift gears and become more aggressive in their job search and the leader job fair is one of those avenues that'll allow individuals to speak with hiring managers so I hear a lot of individuals, they apply online, they don't hear anything. That's exactly why we host these types of events. And even though it's hosted virtually, it's a similar setup to a physical event. You go into a virtual lobby, you see booths of several different companies that are available. They're virtual booths. You can click on the one that you want, see what types of openings they have, and uh, get in the queue to chat with that recruiter. So this does allow that one-on-one interaction with companies. Folks still have the chance to put their best foot forward and make a good impression with these hiring managers. And, you know, we've seen companies. We hosted a niche event a few weeks ago, and there were some interviews that came out, mm-hmm. follow-up interviews, and hires, job offers being made. So that's exactly what we're trying to accomplish here. You know, and that's and the thing. Event- yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, they, they just uh, um, 
the event is on Thursday, August 6th from 9 to 2, and we're using the Brazen software platform. Ah, okay. Um, You know, and we always just want to continually remind people about all of this, you know, because it... You you know, Ryan, I mean, you guys continually hear from people and they just are looking for employment and um, people need to just get ready for this opportunity. Absolutely. And actually on our website, www.lafayette.org slash job fairs, of course, we do have the employer registration still open until we fill the last booth. Uh, job seekers can also sign up to prepare for the event where they can start creating their profile through Brazen. They can upload their resume, create their LinkedIn profile, link that to their profile so that when they approach a booth to speak to a company virtually, the company can see their resume. So you still want to make that good first impression. And and we're gearing up for that. We also have a listing of all of the companies that will be participating in the event Perfect. on the website. And that's continuing to grow as we sign up additional companies. You know, I think that's probably the only you know problem that we see, the only snag. Obviously, Town Square has been a part of several of your job fairs over the years, is that you know you have folks coming in and and they're not sure yet who's gonna be there or how exactly to prepare, you know, and so any resource that you guys have to sort of you know, help people along and let them know what they're getting into. I, I'll be honest. I went into your uh, to the job fair that you had a couple of weeks ago just to see how the platform worked. You know, you said the Brazen mm-hmm. software, and and I tell you this. I mean, it is the closest thing because I know there are a lot of people listening thinking, "How are you going to do a job fair over a chat feature? Are you really going to you know get to have that one on one time with these hiring managers?" And and one of the things that you're that you're seeing is that it feels like you're there. It feels like you're at the Cajun Dome Convention Center. And so that's a, a really cool thing. It makes it just seem that much more real. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why we did select this the software. We looked at several different um opportunities and this one just seems like the closest thing to the real thing. It allows companies to customize their booth. It allows the job seekers to build that profile to make that first impression. So has all the elements that we were looking for. That's great. All right. You can find more information mm-hmm. on their website, the Lido website, Ryan LaGrange. Thank you so much for joining us. And the date of this is Thursday, August 6th. All right. Perfect. We'll, we'll put a link up to it on our website. We appreciate it so much, Ryan. Good talking to you as always. Thank you. Take care. You too. You know, and, and I think, we used to see these um, these events when they happened. I remember, I guess, what was it? Kind of late 2015 when we started to see the issues in the oil and gas sector here locally. Mm-hmm. The first one that was had after that, I mean, we showed up over there and it was heartbreaking, you know, to yeah. see how many people were still yep. trying to find what they were doing and, and find their footing. Um, and, and we've known there have been so many other companies and other sectors, maybe sort of related, CDL, different things like that. I know our friends down at SLCC have done a, a good job to drive people to those opportunities as well. So it's there. There's no reason to be unemployed here in our area. And uh, the folks at Lita are really trying to help. It's 823 now at News Talk 96.5 KPL. We're back with more after this. Celebrating 20 years of enlightening Acadiana. Moon Griffon, next on News Talk 96.5 KPL. I'm Brandon Como, and you're locked into KPL. Get my take on the day's biggest stories alongside Shannon Wilkerson. Offsides, weekdays at 4 on News Talk 96.5 K. It's the bottom of the hour. Now the top stories from KPL96.5.com. The National Hurricane Center is watching an area of disturbed weather near the Dominican Republic that's expected to move rapidly towards the northwest. 
and into the Gulf of Mexico by later this week. Forecasters are not giving this system much of a chance to develop, but it could mean we have a wetter-than-normal week this week. The probability for strengthening is only 20% over the next five days, but conditions for further development do improve on Wednesday and Thursday once the system is in the Gulf. Your full forecast from KATC's Daniel Phillips is coming up. White House guidelines call for gyms to be closed down in high coronavirus transmission states, such as our state, Louisiana. Brooke Thorrington has more on how to transition your workout to the home if gyms do close again. Dr. Melinda Southern, clinical exercise physiologist at LSU Health Sciences Center, says there are plenty of exercises you can do at home. Standing squats into a chair and then stand up, we call that hot seat. You can do planks or side planks um, and, of course, core exercises. She also says be leery of just any online video. It could do more damage than good. Sites from certified instructors can offer even more guidance exercise circuit at home for tracking your fitness and safe exercises and they have videos and they have everything you need. I'm Brooke Thorrington. The Louisiana Association of Business and Industry celebrating the tort reform legislation signed into law by the governor that aims to lower auto insurance rates. Lobby President Stephen Wagesback says the measure will lead to lower claims, lower settlements, and lower insurance rates for commercial drivers. For too long in Louisiana, drivers have had to pay unfair high rates. In fact, the second highest in the country because of a flawed legal system. Everyone's known the problem forever, and now we finally put a solution in place. Wagesback believes there will be enormous benefits for commercial drivers with more competition among insurers. As we reach out to insurers and let them know that Louisiana is now open for business, I think you're going to see insurers across the state take a fresh, good look at Louisiana. That's going to be in the trucking industry, the box truck industry, and then everywhere in between. Wagesback says the history of high auto rates has been devastating for Louisiana business. It's absolutely putting people out of business. It's making a, a decision between bankruptcy or unaffordable insurance rates. This bill will change that. Every year, the folks at SafeWise come out with a yearly list of the safest cities in Louisiana. According to information provided on their website, overall crime rates in Louisiana are higher. The top five safest cities in Louisiana are Addis, Harahan, Tallulah, Youngsville, and Mandeville. The violent crime rate of 5.4 instances per 1,000 people in our state is almost two points higher than the national rate of 3.7. Property crime is a full 10 points above the national rate, with Louisiana reporting 32.8 incidents per 1,000 people, compared to 22 nationwide. A well-known restaurant in Lafayette has new owners and a brand new name. Bizbanos near the UL Lafayette campus is now Pizzaville, USA. The Karen Crow-based restaurant is expanding to the location in time for UL students to return for the fall semester. Renovation plans include updating the upstairs dining room and the downstairs cellar and patio. Drew Brees joined dozens of other NFL players to press the league to announce health and safety plans for training camp, which is due to start next week. You may have seen the hashtag, we just want to play. The players say they've not been given information about how the league plans to stop the spread of COVID-19 among players and staff. They also want to know what will happen when someone does test positive. Rookies for at least two teams are reporting to training camp today. And finally, presidential candidate Kanye West. He held his first campaign event in South Carolina last night. The event was held at the Equus Event Center in North Charleston. A message on the rapper's Twitter account gives South Carolina residents locations where voters can sign up to put Kanye West on the ballot. It also urges fans to sign up at his website, Kanye2020.country. We should say Kanye West is not qualified to run in the November election in any state. You're all up to date. I'm Rob Kirkpatrick. High today, 89 degrees. 
Daniel, it's going to be another hot one. It's shaping up to be a fairly wet week across Acadiana. A big surge of moisture coming in from the Gulf of Mexico. And we're going to be dealing with that over the next couple of days. On again, off again, showers are going to be the main order of business. It's not going to be continuous rainfall. There are going to be breaks. However, still expecting a fairly wet week. For your Monday, a 60% chance for widely scattered showers and a handful of thunderstorms. I think we start to see those popping up maybe late morning into early afternoon and then winding down a little bit later on in the evening. Highs are going to make their way up to about 89 degrees with your lows tonight dropping down into the mid-70s. Winds will be from the east-southeast at 5 to 10 miles an hour. 50 to 60% rain chances lasting basically through the rest of the week. We should see the rain peak on Thursday and Friday. Maybe a quick break if we take an early look at the weekend. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Hey, Dr. Phil here. I help people solve difficult and trying personal problems every day on my TV show, but there's one problem that's just got me stumped. Childhood hunger. Nearly 16 million children in America struggle with it. That's one in five kids who may not know where their next meal is coming from, despite the fact that there's more than enough healthy, nutritious food out there to feed them all. Now, I don't know about you, but that is unacceptable to me. Luckily, the Feeding America network of good people is out there collecting surplus food and giving hope to hungry children and their families at local food banks all across the country. But let's face it, they can't do it without your help. Join me in supporting Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed, and they're the stuff inside your stuff even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover guitar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Uncle Dan? Mom? Dad? If you store your guns properly, so not just anyone can get to them. I'll feel safer when I'm playing outside. Safer when walking home. Safer when my friends come over. As your neighbor, I'll feel safer. As a school teacher, I'll feel safer. We'll all feel safer. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. 
You're listening to American Ground Radio's Morning Minute. Shreveport Mayor Adrian Perkins is considering jumping into the U.S. Senate race against Louisiana Senator Bill Cassidy. Well, Perkins may be doing more than just considering a run as a film crew from New York arrived in Shreveport over the weekend to begin filming Perkins for U.S. Senate campaign spots. But by running for U.S. Senate, has Perkins given up on doing all that he can for the community that raised him? Or is he simply seeking a job with more celebrity that he thinks will be easier than the one he was elected to fulfill? With the city of Shreveport still dealing with the COVID crisis, is now the best time for our mayor to abandon his post. American Ground Radio, where building a better America begins with building a better us. Return each Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. with Louis R. Avalone and Stephen Park. On News Talk 96.5 KPL and streaming live at KPL96.5.com. There's something so wrong with you, and don't say it's me. It is you. It is all you. Okay. Even though you are the sunshine of my life. Oh. What, uh, what, by the way, I don't think so. is Independence Day happening outside? Because there has been this one gray cloud <laughs> that has been right over the studio and um, out, out the window behind you. And it's just been sitting there. What's going on with that? I think it probably is some sort of invasion, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure exactly what's going to happen. Let me just put it that way. I hear you. Um, hey, people are bonding um, during well during the pandemic. People have kind of taken a. We talked to Jackie earlier. She said, you know, it's like a five month summer with her yeah. high school and college age yeah. kids. Um, but I'm telling you, I have really tried to turn it off. Yes, and just go plug my phone in on my bedside table. I mean, now that I'm rolling around, it's not so easy for me to just hop in there and grab it, you know. Uh. But um, <laughs> people are talking about the top ways they've bonded um, with their kids. And you know what? Even with their spouses, because you know what? If you can't go somewhere. Yeah, you got to be able to. Know? It's either divorce court. Yeah. Or yeah. making friends again. I'm going to be honest. You know, I am a fan difficult. of the outdoor dining we have in Acadia. Okay. You luckily I think are, it's a great idea. Weather is good, so mm-hmm. we have outdoor dining, and we can do that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, playing games with your kids. Yeah. Something. Showing them one of your favorite movies. Look, I've told you I have Leighton. She is on board with the whole Groundhog Day, Tootsie. Uh-huh. We watched all those. Now, Bert, don't you find that some of those movies... Um, they're rated PG, so I feel all right, and I know that means parental right. guidance. Okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there is so much more stuff in a PG movie uh, that I'm like, oh, we, no. I guess I just didn't realize it at the time, yeah. you know. But you watch it, and I'm sort of like, you know, in mm-hmm. in Tootsie, like the whole big deal, uh-huh. you know, they yeah. they mm-hmm. kind of address the whole gay thing. Like, is that is that why he's dressing up like that? Mm-hmm. When my daughter was so on par with the reason he was dressing up is because he couldn't get a job. job. Right. Yeah, so he yeah. dressed up, he becomes right. this actress. And then I was, you know, and then it, it's just very different. So we've watched that. Um, we've watched Sleepless in Seattle. Mm-hmm. We have watched Troop Beverly Hills this weekend. Oh my gosh. With Shelly Long. Which, which is fun for who, a Who, by girls. the way, is one of my yeah. faves. Like, uh-huh. I, I just, I love Shelly Long. We tried to watch, because you know they like the Brady Bunch. Like, they like yeah. the Brady Bunch mm-hmm. shows. And um, they're almost all streaming now. And um, the one thing, though, is she 
did not like the Brady Bunch movies. And I didn't so much either because there is a lot of innuendo in them. And so it made me kind of like there were some things I fast forwarded, you know, like like the weirdness between Marsha and Greg, you know, Marsha and Greg shared a room, but they're not really siblings. So like, what do they have going on? That's just a little bit too much for a PG rating. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, um, talking and listening to them more, letting them help in the kitchen. We do that. Uh, Playing video games, reading books together, and even, you know, some of your favorite music kind of, you know. All doing good, those sorts of things. Which is good because, yeah, because you can introduce them to, to music genres yeah. and, and different things that they, you know, maybe have heard you talk about but have no, because, you know, let's be honest, okay? I'm not, I don't have children, right? I have adult step, stepchildren, mm-hmm. but. Well, you, you know, have even, fur children, but. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, okay. They don't have a good attention span. They don't. They don't. Um, And when I dance and sing, they run. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but no, but no. So you try to introduce your kids to the music that you love. You and I have had rounds of gales of laughter over the different kind of music that I love versus stuff that you're like, why would you ever listen to well, that? It's an age thing, okay? And it I is, think, but and that's what I'm saying. Because, you can introduce your young people and yes. your teens mm-hmm. to what what the the music was and explain to them. All right, so you know why we hung out and listened to this music and what yeah. we were doing. Shannon and I were talking about this last week whenever I filled in for Brandon on Offsides. We were talking about Walkman. It's the This year is the 40th anniversary of the Walkman. Oh, yeah, You man. can believe it. Um, and we talked about, he was talking about mixtapes. And, like, I was a little bit old, uh, a little bit young for mixtapes. But I, when I was a teenager, we would burn CDs. You know, like, you yeah. have the, all the music on your computer and you'd burn these CD mixes. You know, before yeah. it was really cracked down upon about what pirated music was, was and all that stuff. Bit. And, um, and I'm telling you, I have a few of these CDs where it's like Philip's birthday or like <laughs> beach trip. Right. And I listen to I it. I have all th- this and, cruise music too. Yes. And it's from almost different cruises we want to, and it's hilarious. But isn't the funny part, it's not even current music from that time. It's just what you happen to be interested yeah, in, you know? Right. Um, when I was like first going to, I mean, we used to call them like boy girl parties, you know, when it wasn't like right. a, just your boyfriends or the yeah. girls that have all just girls over <laughs> the boy girl parties. I think the first one I ever went to is probably in sixth grade. Okay. And for whatever reason, and I mean, that was like in the nineties, but for every reason at that time, we were so into seventies music. Really? Like we had like this CD called pure funk. And it, when it was nice. everything from like car wash to YMCA to, you know, just like those types uh-huh. of songs. And um, that's what we were into at the time. It's so weird. I mean, I have all these CDs and I remember that we were into it, but I don't know what it was. Maybe it's that people were wearing platform shoes again Probably. or something. Yeah. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But um, anyway. At least we're not total strangers, you and I, when it comes to music. Oh, no. I mean, there are things that, but there are, you know. There are. I like Gordon Lightfoot, and you're like, oh my god. I saw a big debate happening about. Um, <laughs> okay, not Neil Sadaka. It was another person. They said, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and say it. This person is absolutely overrated. Like, do you have someone who you think is like an overrated? Oh uh, gosh, yeah, I guess. Let me think about who I think. I don't. Okay. Um, yeah, but it's not like necessarily older stuff. Okay, you think you new know, people are kind of like... Some of them, I think, are... Here's it's who it the was. same lyrics over and over. There's no imagination. Yeah. You what, know? you want Puff the Magic Dragon no. back? No. 
But I want some poetry. Tell me a story. At least puff. Okay, my friend Leslie. (laughs) Was it about a dragon? (laughs) Or was it about that magical dragon and the and the munchies, bruh? Yeah. And I mean, what was it about? Um, this is the post from my friend Leslie. She says, Warning, controversial post ahead. Oh boy. I just don't like Peter Frampton. All these 46 years I have tried, but I just don't get it. Maybe one or two good songs. That's why she's your friend and not mine. But does that make greatness? Overrated in my book. There, I said it. Now stop clutching your pearls and go about your business and put on your mask. Peter Frampton. Yeah. I mean. Uh, you don't. I, well, I know you're kind of mediocre about it. I don't. I mean. He's one of those people I, I don't really mm. care, you know? Well, like, I, I, never, I understand that. I never knew, like, Paul Simon was part of a group before. Right, right. You just, just knew Paul Simon by just himself. when you come along, you know, come yeah, along. Yeah, absolutely. There was another artist recently that they were, like, said something they would refer uh-huh. to his solo career. And I'm uh-huh. like, no, like, that's just his career was solo. And then I didn't realize, realize almost yeah. like a Phil Collins. Like, mm-hmm. if you didn't know about Phil Collins before, mm-hmm. Phil Collins has always, for my whole life, has just been Phil Collins. Right. Just you didn't it. know about Genesis. I know You're about like, Genesis. What? Yeah, it's funny you say that. Yesterday we were watching some episodes of Bosch, uh-huh. and he was trying to explain to his daughter about Derek and the Don. Uh, I mean, um, yeah. Anyway, yes. So he's trying to explain it to her, and he's like, "Never mind," mm-hmm. you know. And so that's what ends up happening. It'll never happening. make sense. Yes. And now you have people discovering music in a completely different way, like TikTok. Okay. Mm-hmm. So by the way, there's this big push about TikTok because it's Chinese owned. Uh huh. Um, and so obviously there are privacy concerns. You're letting, you're allowing them to use your camera and microphone and, right. and who even knows, you know how I tend to be on things like this, like, nah, eh, we're, we're about that later, but that's how I am with, uh, that's how I am as a millennial, you know, right. like I, I grew up in a time where you always had to worry about your identity being so stolen. So what you're it's saying so is, so what you're saying really is virtual doctor's appointments <laughs> really are not difficult for you. Shouldn't be doing that on TikTok. In any way, shape, or form. Just don't Shouldn't do that on TikTok. on TikTok. Okay. But no, people are discovering music that way now. <laughs> well, which and is there, good. And there are some songs where right. it's like, that's where they start, yeah. is the dance. And then you like it. There's a current song right now called, I'm a Savage. Ooh. And it's, it's an artist, I think, Megan the Stallion. Okay. <laughs> Who knew? Anyways, uh, by the uh-huh. way, she was shot last week. Um, she's okay. She's not. She's not dead, but she she was shot she's apparently in the like foot. She's more like a pony now. Well, she was just shot in the foot. You know, I don't know if she can do her own TikTok dance anymore. You know, right? But um, that's anyways, how I learned to like that song Valerie because that young yeah. kid and he yes. plays it for his grandpa. Yes, and I'm like, yeah, let's put that in the rotation. But you know, people are people are <clears throat> finding it. Like people are finding out music because they like to do the dance. I was telling some people about when we went on our socially distant beach trip a few yes. weeks ago. Uh-huh. I guess it's more like a couple uh-huh. months ago. Anyway, um, every available ledge at the beach was being used by someone's phone. They prop it up on the ledge and they go out back and do the TikTok thing. Like that's the appeal of it. Wow. Is videoing yourself doing the predetermined dance, at, you know, uh-huh. and learning a dance. So, yeah. Who knows? Hey, man, it's fun. It entertains people. So I think that's that's pretty good. Hey, I yeah. want to tell people um, on a different note, you can find a list of all the martinis locations okay. for Healing House that we uh-huh. talked to earlier on our website, yeah. kpel965.com. This week, it's Tsunami and Fizos. So Fizos is called um, the perfect pear, and it uses the pear, three olives vodka. Neat. And the other one is called the Mizuno, uh, not Mizuno, Mizuko, which is the Japanese word for mask. And uh, and it's really good. And it, I'll be honest. 
How fun is it that? Tastes, it's really good. It tastes like a bite of king cake. I'll be perfectly mm. honest. Anyways. Talk to me about that bite of king cake. I know. So you can find it all at kpal965.com. Uh-huh. Uh, don't all forget, right. full day of live shows on tap. Moon Grafon is coming up at 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, of course, we'll have Rush. And then this afternoon, you up close and yeah. then off sides. What's going to be going down on your right, show today? So I got tons of stuff that's going to be going on on the show today. All right. So in the 2 o'clock hour, we're going to basically... Talk to, there are a lot of, you know, junior league, right? I mean, not junior league. Bernie, slap your face. Junior achievement. Where 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 was I going today? Where was I going? That? Anyway, I don't know. so junior achievement, you know, every year they do a business hall of fame. Well, it's a little bit different this year. So I'm going to be talking about to, to some of the people who are being acknowledged and recognized with awards this year. So that's the whole week. We're also going to talk with Kirby Banks. She's one of the young women who we spoke to when we were dealing with Voices of Acadiana, which is a group of women who decided silence was not going to be what they were going to do when it comes to domestic violence. And we're going to talk about Kirby, her situation, all the things that happened to her, the entire court process, where you feel victimized again, but you have to do this. Um, And so Kirby's going to join us in the two o'clock hour we're going to be talking with Justin Santani in the 3 o'clock hour. There's going to be a virtual setting where people are going to be able to talk about back to school, what it means, what the plans are. We're going to talk to him about that, get mm-hmm. his thoughts on that. Well, and talk I'll tell you, one question, survey. one question I want you to ask, too, to see yeah. if there's any movement on this. Mm-hmm. One of the questions I got a few times over the weekend is with the new LPSS plan for kids to go back, mm-hmm. what happens when someone tests positive, when mm-hmm. a, test, a teacher yeah, is positive or happen? a kid is positive? Yeah. What's going to happen? I mm-hmm. think that's still being worked through. Maybe he'll have an update for you. This yeah, I hope so. And we'll be asking him about that. Awesome. All right. Sean Flanagan joins us uh, this afternoon around two o'clock to talk about this year's prosperity index in the United States. Cool. What is it? What does it mean? How is it affected a- this yes. year? Gosh. What are all the aspects? I mean, we're going to have a very in-depth, interesting conversation. So you do not want to miss that today all right up close this afternoon at two o'clock followed by offsides mm-hmm. at four we're live and local here all day long with your headlines don't forget your updates at kpal965.com and on the free kpal news app it's available in the app store and google play thanks to our friends at acadiana restaurant supply mm-hmm. and uh look it's an all-day effort we'll keep you up to date thanks mm-hmm. for spending your day with us at a little part of your morning with us we'll see you same time same place tomorrow right here on acadiana's morning news If your school system is conducting online classes this fall, I've put together a list of questions you need to ask before school starts again. Your Friday Consumer Tech Update is brought to you by LinkedIn. In uncertain times, it's important to build the right team. Visit linkedin.com slash Kim and get $50 off your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. If you're working from home, plus the kids are taking online classes at the same time, you need enough broadband for everyone. For two adults and two kids, You'll need a 100 megabit connection. More is better. You'll need one computer less than three years old per student. Important questions for the school include, what platform are you using? There's Google Classroom and Schoolology. Having kids using both adds complications, remembering passwords and settings. Ask how much instruction will be live and interactive. Never before have so many teachers shifted to online instruction, and no one has all the answers. I'm Kim Commando. When you use the bathroom, you always close the door behind you, right? You don't want some random passersby looking in on you. 
So why would you let people look in on you when you go online? Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like going to the bathroom and not closing the door. Did you know that your internet service provider knows every single website you visit? What's worse, they can sell this information. ExpressVPN puts a stop to this. It creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so that your online activity can't be seen by anyone. ExpressVPN works on all your devices, even routers. So everyone who shares your Wi-Fi can be protected, even if they don't have ExpressVPN. And the best part is, it's as easy as closing the bathroom door. You just fire up the app, click one button, and you're protected. Use my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash Kim to get an extra three months free. That's expressvpn.com slash Kim. The very latest on your way into work. Every morning. Rob and Bernie on Acadiana's Morning News. Wildfires burn millions of acres each year. And each year, wildland firefighters like Fire Chief James Hall battle to contain them. But they can't do it alone. A single ember that escapes from a wildfire can travel more than a mile. It can ignite and destroy your home, your community, or more. That single ember can be just as dangerous as the wildfire itself. But you can do something firefighters can't. You can act now to prepare your home and your community for wildfire. You can reduce the risk. Do your part. Go to fireadapted.org. Get Fire Adapted. Learn what you can do now to reduce wildfire damage later at fireadapted.org. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Learn more at fireadapted.org. Rich is just a really, really, really good guy. The term good egg isn't enough to describe him. He's also certified organic and free range. Rich puts the cap back on everything. The toothpaste, the olive oil, the shampoo, everything. He lets his 10-year-old nephew beat him at virtual tennis, even though he can straight up slay his 10-year-old nephew in virtual tennis. When the toilet paper is running low, Rich replaces the roll on the actual holder, not just on the back of the toilet. Rich is texting and driving. Rich, no, what are you doing, Rich? I was just telling everyone how great you are. Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. What's dangerous and stupid and can cost you 25 grand? Excavating without calling Louisiana One Call. So dial 811 before you dig. It's the law. Hey, is that a faucet running? Nope, that's not a faucet. That's a river rushing through the forest. It is? Yeah, forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. The water comes straight from the forest to us. In fact... What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum! That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. How do trees clean the air? They soak up the dirty air on their leaves, branches, and trunks which means clean air for us. Hmm, cool. I didn't know that. Yep, 
but the forest does more than give us clean air and water. It gives us shade for hot days, birds to listen to, and trees to climb. Wow, that's awesome! I didn't know how cool the forest could be. Hey, let's go explore some more. Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does, just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Get the free KPL News app in the App Store and Google Play. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette. And it's coming up now on 9 o'clock, your weather. Partly cloudy skies throughout the day today is 60% chance of showers. A high today at 89. Our low tonight at 75. And then inching up temperature-wise, 91 for Tuesday afternoon. And a 50% chance of us getting some A federal judge's son and husband are shot at their front door in New Jersey. I'm Chris Foster of Fox News. There's a manhunt on for the killer. Judge Esther Salas's 20-year-old son was killed. Her husband was left wounded. The FBI says the attacker posed as a FedEx delivery worker. Judge Salas's most high-profile cases included that of reality TV personality Teresa Judice and her husband, whom she sentenced for tax evasion and had been presiding over a lawsuit against Deutsche Bank for, among other things, not monitoring the money of Jeffrey Epstein. Evan Brown, Fox News. President Trump says he will not try to impose a federal mask mandate to help stop the coronavirus spread. His Surgeon General, Dr. Jerome Adams, says he agrees. If you're going to have a federal mandate, you have to have a federal enforcement mechanism. And right now, uh, again, as a scientist, as an educator, I would rather help people understand why they should cooperate with wearing a mask and how they benefit from it versus just simply saying we're going to force you to do it. Dr. Adams there on Fox and Friends. A whistleblower who filed a complaint about Secretary of State Mike Pompeo is reportedly blocked from escalating the grievance internally. Citing a heavily redacted complaint, the New York Times reports a whistleblower tried to escalate concerns about the Secretary of State within the department, but was stonewalled by top officials in the legal office. The complaint alleges misuse of taxpayer money by Secretary of State Mike Pompeo and his wife. Former Inspector General Steve Linick was investigating the claim and one other concerning arms sales to Saudi Arabia before he was fired. Three congressional committees are investigating Linick's firing. Rachel Sutherland, Fox News. It's being called the strike for black lives. Tens of thousands of low-wage workers around the country protesting racism. Some walking out for 8 minutes, 46 seconds today, as long as a police officer kneeled on George Floyd's neck before his death in Minnesota. America's listening to Fox News. Paid for by Lose Debts. Attention, this is a very important message to anyone with debt exceeding $10,000. With the worldwide stock markets free-falling, coronavirus being labeled a global pandemic, cities and whole countries in quarantine and layoffs picking up speed, the last thing you need to worry about is your credit card bills. Due to the recent global events, a special debt relief helpline has been created for anyone with over $10,000 in debt. But you must call us at 800-805-7728. As banks shore up capital bracing for a recession, they are willing to settle your debt for a fraction of what you owe, making it a perfect time to eliminate your debt and save your money during these tough economic times. There are no upfront fees and we offer a 100% money-back guarantee. But you must call us at 800-805-7728. This opportunity won't last long, so call us today at 800-805-7728. You have enough to worry about. Settle your debt and remove that unneeded stress. 800-805-7728. That's 800-805-7728. 